Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore. And tonight we have free comics. We have Wendy Sue in the chat room, and I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hi, Holly. Hi, Wendy Sue. Hi, everybody that listens to us. <laughs> so, do we have movie news? I forgot to ask you before. Um, I have a theory that Kimmy and I are working on. Ooh. Um, yeah. Listen, at this point, we, we point conspiracy at everything. Of course. Um, so Justice League, according to Jason Momoa, yes. has wrapped. Oh, and, for him and or I, I don't. And that's the thing now because he just said, uh, "and that's a wrap," right? So I don't right. know if it's just for him, right, or if it's for everybody because, like, uh, Gal Gadot, I know, is not working on Justice League anymore. Uh, ben right. Affleck's not working on Justice League. Right. Right. And and so those those are like the main characters. So I'm right. So I I, I don't really know. Okay. Right? So may I interject here? Uh-huh. Momoa has to make Aquaman, which comes yeah. out in 2018. Yes. So he could be off unwrapping the other film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that leads into my theory. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, all the main, like, members, right, who have, uh, as, as we've seen pivotal roles, you know, who have been there from day one, right, have, have wrapped, and I know Israel Miller is going on, uh, very soon, in October, he's going on the, um, press tour for Fantastic Beasts, the new Harry Potter movie, because mm-hmm. he acts in there. Right. And so basically the only and like the only person who hasn't been tweeting or Instagramming or anything or talking about it is Henry, right? Eight. But I know but I know Henry's in London at this very moment. Right. Um and I know he's he's uh posted a picture of him training, right? Right. Uh, he posted. Oh my God! He posted a sweaty video of him, and he's like, huh, huh, "I just finished training," and I'm like, "Oh, what? What is this?" And and Kimmy <laughs> says, "Kimmy sends me the link, right?" Because I'm sure I don't know where. Like, I don't know where I was yesterday. I I literally don't remember. But I remember I was in somewhere public. <laughs> and I turn on this video. I turn on this video, right? And she says, watch the porn, right? And I'm like, what? Right. And I turn on this video, and it's like, huh, huh, I've just finished training. And I'm like, how do I put this thing on silent? What is going on? And it's loud. Anyway, thank you, Mr. Cavill, for that. There you uh, go. People... Public scrutiny there. 
Yeah, yeah. People are looking at me really weird. Um, Why are you anyway. watching porn in public? What are you? What are you watching? Like it's just Henry Cavill. I'm so it's sorry. Just... I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so Henry is in London, and I know Amy yes. Adams is going is renting a house in London for uh October and December November she's doing uh some promotions for her movie right but i know she, from december onwards she's she's got a house uh rented right N- number 2 factor number 2 right there was there was a lot of um what's the word commotion and action and stuff happening around the Kent house in Michigan ah and third, third thing is, according to uh, the press releases and stuff, Justice League, or or they just put it as a DC film, will be shooting in Iceland. So I'm thinking now, well... Did they say Justice League or just DC film? They said Justice League slash DC film. DC, Warner Brothers DC film, something like that, right? Something very vague inconspicuous sort of thing, right? Right. And so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I messaged Kimmy, and she had similar ideas to me. Mm-hmm. What if they're just filming Man of Steel 2? Yeah. What if they're going into Man of Steel 2 right now? Yeah. We've said that for how long now? We're like, they're not going to let Henry have a day off. They're going to keep no. yeah. tape, you know, and then after Justice League, bam, he's going right into Man of Steel. Yes, Amy's and I getting think, a house in London. Hello, Amy's getting a house in London. If she's renting a house in London, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know they go and Ben Affleck. How I know it's not the Batman movie, right? Uh, Kevin Suchihara was at some something for movies, right? Right. And and he said, oh well, you know we have Ben doing the Batman movie. Uh, which is coming out, which is, he said it very, uh, like, it's going into production and filming, not coming out, right? He says that's going to be in motion uh, in 18 months' time. Right, because it comes so, out 2019. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm thinking, right? 2018, yeah. Man of Steel. 2019, right. Batman. Exactly. And... I'm pretty sure Man of Steel is very hush hush being filmed oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. And I think that they're going to like an Iceland sort of location for maybe they're gonna establish a fortress. Exactly. Right? Because there were a lot of um Kryptonian artifacts left over from Man of Steel. Right? Well, uh here's the other thing. I think he's gonna take that ship and put it in the where the fortress is supposed to be. Because it can't happen in downtown Metropolis. No, no. I think that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> that they just left that ship in Metropolis. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, about Alexis' hands for sure. I think he's going to take that ship for sure and he's going to do something and we're going to have an established fortress. Of solitude. Base. Yeah. In an in a, in a ice fortress. Right. Place. It'll be in the yeah, and I, yeah, and and Iceland, you know, they do all the Game of Thrones filming. I know there, 
before all the snow because it's like constantly snowing there. Well, no. So I, here's the here's the kicker. When I forget who named it. When they named Greenland, it was a lot. I know Greenland and Iceland are like mixed up. Greenland is right. snowy and Iceland is green. green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you have, but I don't know. How, but they also are way up there, so. Um, I know in the winter it gets pretty darn cold, like minus right. 40 degrees Celsius, right. you know. Right. That's pretty cold. That's pretty cold. That's, the, well, and it's up there on the Arctic Circle. Get it? Get it? Fortress of Yeah. Arctic Circle. Yeah, but I know it gets pretty cold up there in November, December. It would be perfect so. for, you know, they won't have to ship in snow or anything. So that would save no, the yeah. budget. <laughs> Yeah, they they save a little bit on the budget. Apparently, the village that they're going to, there's only like five inhabitants, right? And they had to, and they're like, I don't know, they're gonna put people in tents and stuff because there were like two hundred. That's how the news got out is because these people were like, who's coming? And then, you know, the the beans got spilled that it's a a Warner Brothers film, right? And then the beans got spilled. It was a Warner Brothers DC film. Uh-huh. And then everybody assumed it was Justice League. But I can see all the Justice League members have, like, gone off. And I know Gal's got her own movie coming out, which she'll have to do, pro, uh, you know, promos oh, for and sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, Isra's got that new Harry Potter Fantastic Beasts movie coming out. Right. Ben's got a movie coming out. Um, Jason Momoa is doing, I think, TV or like a, a mini-series movie, something along that line. Yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah. Some people are saying he's going back to Game of Thrones, and he's like, ah, I don't know about that. But, okay, one of the two movies coming out in 2000, oh, Justice League is coming out in 2017, and so is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's first, right? Wonder Woman's first in June, and then uh, Justice League is coming out in November. Okay, so what's coming out? Is there anything coming out in November? This this year? Um, uh, from Warner Brothers Fantastic Beasts. So okay. they won't have a Justice League There's movie a with that. Film. No, no, no. Yeah. Because we already had Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. So then the next DC film will be Wonder Woman. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Celebrating her seventy fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little late, but it was close enough. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is going along. I mean, we've been talking <coughs> about this for how long? And yeah, we had, we, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the fact is that there have been so many hints dropped. Right. You know, um, oh, uh, Zack Snyder released a picture of him drawing storyboards. Uh-huh. And I zoomed in, right, because Clay Anos posts, very high-definition pictures. And when you zoom in onto his iPad screen, you can see Lex Luthor and Deathstroke, ah. right, who who we know is played by, uh, what's that guy acted in? Um, Joe Mangiolo. Magic Mike. That guy. I'm sorry, I will just know him as the Magic Mike guy. It's, okay. It's he, took off his, he took off his shirt and he dropped water on himself. I'm sorry, Magic Mike guy. Um, was the werewolf yeah. in uh, True Blood? 
I didn't watch True Blood. That yeah. was a bit too graphic for me. Yeah, so. it was. Um, um, and I yeah, but he was I, chunky when he uh, first started out or whatever. And then he, you know, now he's got this magical body. Oh, have very you hard at <laughs> His body wets. Everybody do yourself a favor. Stop listening to us. Go watch Magic Mike 2. Just I can't that watch one it. It's scene. not on Netflix or anything that I pay monthly for. Is it not on Netflix or something? Oh, oh man. It's at any time and I have to pay three bucks to rent it. And I'm like, forget that. I'm paying you people enough money every month. I randomly, right? I never, like, was interested in Magic Mike 1 or anything. Right. Right. And I randomly came across this movie after he was, like, uh, sort of announced as the death, death stroke guy. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, oh, look, you know, this guy's there. Let me see what he does, how he acts. And I'm like, whoa, ho, 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 hello. Wasn't <laughs> there, I'm sorry, wasn't there a video on YouTube? Of, yes, yes. I've been like after watching. Stuff, and then it showed Mangiello in... Magic Mike. I was like, yes. God. Yes. And Ben Affleck's watching his screen. And, and I'm like, like he's they need to have me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Batman perving out. And, oh, and Joe um, Mangiolli, um also posted a picture on his Twitter of just Deathstroke stuff, like comics. Yes. Um, movies and stuff. <laughs> and he says, Doing research, oh. and I'm like, ah, okay, okay. No, so anyway, getting back to research, you can exactly. do with a yeah. Funko Pop, but okay. Listen, maybe he's just looking at like, ooh, look at his outfit. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna Harry say? Yeah. Got his Zack outfit. Snyder's, Zack Snyder's um storyboards to me looks like a mid or end credit scene. Because it shows Lex Luthor sort of hiring Deathstroke, so I think maybe... That leads into Batman. That leads into Batman. And then we'll just get, like, Man of Steel, right? We don't need a lead-up of Man of Steel. I think maybe Justice League, you know, when Superman comes back and stuff, that will be the lead into Man of Steel 2. And and then this end credit scene, I'm pretty... Put it down, people. Money. You can put money. That's not pretty positive that this will be an end credit scene for Justice League building up to the Batman movie. 100% that's what I'm seeing happening. Right. Uh, So, So, yeah, I think Man of Steel 2 is going into production. Exhibit A, B, C, D. um, As discussed. And I think, yeah. Isn't Superman, he'll be back in Justice League. He just won't probably be in the first or maybe even not even the second act. Uh, The way I'm thinking that it's going to be is that we will have, like, glimpses right. and maybe um, hints that he's coming back. Because right. also in the picture that Zack Snyder had, there was an Om symbol from Hinduism. And on his table, right, just randomly on his table, but I know he doesn't play stuff randomly, right? And for me, I'm thinking, well, that's definitely Superman's spiritual journey of rebirth and reincarnation because we believe in that. 
and him coming back to life. Right. You know, I know Jesus, yes, was resurrected and stuff, and that's the, probably the story they're going to follow. But I also know uh, Zack Snyder believes a lot in Buddhist and Hindu uh, beliefs. He may, you know, he, he, he believes in a lot of the mantras that we sort of follow. Right. And so I can't... I'm generic enough to get a more, you know, universal audience. I do. I do yeah. think that... And he's very, you know, he's very heavy on religious symbolism. Right. Um, And especially with a character like Superman, you have to bring that in. Um, because, because he... The basis of Superman's, you know, traveling from another planet... Was, this is like Moses, you know, and... It's like Moses, or and, if you look at Hinduism, it's like Krishna, right? Because the same sort of story also happens with Krishna. His mother couldn't protect him, so she puts him in a basket, and he floats down the river to the king and queen's house, and while the queen was bathing in the river, she finds this baby, and she was never able to have children. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of symbolism there. As well, right? But since you know, Kal El was created by two Jewish guys. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, not saying I'm not saying and, anything about you know. Yeah, and tying, yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. There's bits and pieces of Samson because of the physicality. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the hair. And the hair. <laughs> yeah, but Clark cut, cuts his own hair, so there's no problem there. Um. I mean, there's a lot of, what was the other one? In fact, they've even gone back and used Superman in Hebrew stories. And I forget mm-hmm. if some of them were. Well, yeah, one was Samson, yeah, definitely, because he was taking down the temple and and that type of thing. Uh-huh. So, Wasn't there also, like, King Solomon? I don't know about No. No, no, no I'm getting my stories confused. Don't, try, don't quote me on that. I'm very bad with Bible I stories. don't remember one about King Solomon, no. But, you know, but then they also... Don't quote me! <laughs> there's also, you know, like Cal, which we don't like, um, which is medieval. And then um, the Frankenstein one I liked. Because, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because, you know, he still was into Lois. Uh, her name was Louise. <laughs> or was it Ellen? We judged our supermen on whether they're into Lois or not, because... That's right. Yeah. That's important. If he's, if he's into Lois, He's Superman. He's yeah. Clark. If he's, if yeah. he's not, he's right. a loser. And, you know, the only way you can describe Lois Lane, you know, if you had to do it in one word, you would have to say chutzpah, which is a which is a Yiddish Hebrew word. It's a, I think it's a Yiddish word. But, you know, it's Jewish. It's Jewish, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've got chutzpah, you know, Clark was automatically attracted to her. So, And that's why he would never be totally into Lana Lang because she definitely doesn't have Because any. she got no hood spot. She got no hood spot. Especially. Yeah. Especially New 52, Lana Lang. Yeah, oh, poo, Jesus, poo, poo, help poo, me. Yeah. God, I hate that woman. Uh, so. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I definitely think that Man of Steel, I just have a gut feeling. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, even... Even the universe is pointing, like, signs at me, and I'm like, okay, universe, I'm listening to you. Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. one of the things, I just saw, I've been, you know, 
I watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, um, mostly because mm-hmm. get a lot of news that you just can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like from other countries are like, oh, we did that? Really? That's not or the yeah. mainstream yeah. media. Like you steal our chickens. Yeah. yeah. You stole all South Africa's chickens and We did? Corn. Yes. You you all gave us like y'all chick. What we all did, the Americans. I love y'all, but you know. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. When we say Americans, we're talking some corporation that gave a lot of money to the government, and then the government yes happened. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, y'all took all our organically grown, yeah. properly farmed chicken thighs because yeah. or chicken breasts. And y'all gave us all y'all, like, GMO-packed <gasps> chicken thighs because apparently South Africans, I know this is true, we don't like chicken breasts. We like dark meat. We like the yeah. chicken thighs and drumsticks, right. uh, which is actually a little bit of a tastier cut, in my opinion. Yes. It's, it's, um, I mean, if you're going to flavor anything, you use the dark meat. Yeah, yeah. And we like our gravy and our yeah. you know, soups and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, you know. Well, so that's what y'all did. Y'all gave us all y'all oh, yeah, GMO thighs. Yeah, I had to do with it. And I know <laughs> a lot of the population would be shocked to hear it. But here's the other thing. A lot of the populations don't know that they raise chickens in cafos, which is a confined animal food something or other. Yep. And uh-huh. they genetically change the chickens so their breasts are so big that they can't walk. Exactly. And they're laying mm. in their own poo. They're attacking each other because they're all stressed out. And that mm-hmm. affects the meat. And then they feed mm. GMO corn. Mm-hmm. eating feces too. And sometimes they eat each other. Yes. And mm-hmm. And then they think, oh, well, here it is. And they put it in cellophane and sell it to people. And it's like, no. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it all, and there's no nutritional value, really. Because no. it's so toxic, because no. they have to give them antibiotics and all this stuff. And it's really toxic. There's no nutritional value. And people wonder why they're, they're so hungry all the damn time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I... Yeah. I, I I apologize that, but I you know I'm trying to get out of the matrix. I mean, I just went to the farmers market day and bought two dozen farm fresh eggs. And yay, well done. And those you need more are people cheap. like They're you. They're not that pale yellow crap. So yeah. And yeah, that's that's what's happening here because, but luckily, luckily South Africa is a bit of a trans parent country uh and we have a big huge stick on it that says imported from usa and i'm like uh-uh because i was like why is the chicken so cheap right yeah and and my mom was like let's go get some it's chicken thighs you know that's the good stuff then i said no, no. don't even and then i'm then i'm standing there by the fridge giving this lecture right and everybody's listening to me and they're like are you Serious? I said, yeah, don't touch the, don't touch the USA stuff there. And so, sorry, sorry, I just bad mouthed the USA. But no, yeah, you're, yeah, people in the USA yeah. understand. They do mm-hmm. that. This is the corruption, you know, of the big 
Agra, Big Pharma. And when I mm-hmm. think pharma, I mean pharmaceutical, because they're all tied into one. And, you know, yep. our, gov- our corrupt government gives them carte blanche to poison people. They and do. They, they do. Yeah, and most other countries are like, we don't want your damn GMOs. Keep them. So guess what? Americans are stuck with a GMO crap, which they sell cheaply, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, well, our oh, food, you know, we'll always have food because, you know, we get stuff for 99 cents, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but do you know what's in that crap? Mm, exactly. Not, well, not not anything that's good for you. But, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, Sorry. But apparently uh, we had, we just had a election. So there's a whole change of government that's happening. And there was this whole corruption uh, case that was brought forward and this deal with the U.S. with one of the U.S. companies yeah. I can't remember what, what name it was that that was brought forward and this is the like stuff that they was in their negotiations you know wow. so yeah that so now the, the I see there was a recall of all that chicken and stuff good yeah they're gonna feed it to the sharks or something I'm like poor shark oh my gosh you know Lutens. Poor crocodiles. Poor sharks. You know. Well, uh, okay. Here's another example of um, the insanity of it. We would raise pig hogs here in the United States. Of course, you know, most of the farmers that have hogs also grow GMO corn. You know, mm, so they have the contract yeah. with Monsanto, who just got bought by Bear. Bear is the one that created the concentration camp gas. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Monsanto, I mean, hello, DDT and Agent Orange. I have a cousin that can't have kids because of Agent Orange. So what they do is they take the pigs because the Chinese have bought Smithfield, which is a corporation here in the States. They bought Smithfield. Mm-hmm. They're going to ship the pigs to China to process them. Oh. And Chinese don't have a very good record with processing pork, especially. No, yeah, that's. I'm getting worried now. <laughs> and, and then they're going to ship it back and sell it to us. And mm, it's going to okay. made in the USA. Ah, okay, all right. Yeah. Mm. So. I don't smell corruption there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. back in, what, the 80s or the 70s, the 70s, we were selling irradiated rice and stuff to Africa. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. When we had, um, when we had apartheid sanctions. Yeah. And we and we went and the the farmers went on strike because they were all you know the laborers went on strike because they were all African and Indian and stuff so they were considered non-whites in apartheid regime. Right. And so, you know, we didn't have voting rights or anything like that. People could still whoop and torture their um field workers and stuff. So, we didn't have food in the 70s. Right. I know my mom told me about the story. Right. Um, and so we had to get food from whichever countries would would give us sanctions right. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it might have been late seventies, early eighties, because I remember seventy-five to about eighty-one. Yeah. I think, my, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah, because they started to bring past. irritated strawberries from Florida in the grocery stores, and I'm like, "What's irritated? I mean, radiation?" And they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Uh huh. Yep. And then they said, "Well, you know, the irritated rice is." is going to third world countries like Africa. I'm like, what? So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 Not good. And I can, nope, I can, tell, good. I can see why people hate us. I mean, it's. But, well, we don't hate you. We just, we just question you sometimes. Well, <laughs> you know, I think that's where we have to separate our, the people from the government. And part of our responsibility as Americans is to fight corruption um and a lot of people are waking up and i just was watching a youtube video and i started watching more you know how we thought the new 52 was too dark there was no hope and all that kind of stuff and then rebirth happened and i think in the real world there's going to be something that happens as well um, where there's going to be some hope. and But people have to get off their asses and do something about the darkness. They have to fight. Yes. They can't just yes. say, oh, well, you know, I'm comfortable. Yeah, well, hello, darkness. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's the American way, you know. That's that's what's supposed to be the American way, rather, Um, I should say. Right. It's, you guys have such, you know, great characters and legacies of people who have fought, you know, corruption. Every world has one, but um, or every country, rather, has one. Um, but it's it's such a, you know, American thing to stand up to the corrupt and the you know, stand up for and injustices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's I mean, just look at out. Superman. Right. Yeah, just look at Superman. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think one of the big problems with them not having Lois as an investigative reporter, she would be the best American reporter on the planet. Hells, yeah. And you know what? There is a great saying by Dan Juggins, and I keep quoting it, the world needs more Lois Lanes. Yes, because they are they are dancing to the tone of the corrupt government. They're basically they. We had a law that separate said that you could not uh, produce propaganda propaganda for the American people. You know that would you know, and they you know, with this administration they got rid of it. So basically, mm-hmm. we're not getting news. We're getting propaganda. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it's Hitler's. You know, playbook. Basically, yes. <laughs> Actually, word for word, that is Hitler's playbook. <laughs> so now... Anyway. So now, yeah, we're, you know, as you know, we're going to have an election. The thing about it is is that America, when it had some kind of standards, um, was the light of the world. People wanted to come here for the freedom. Now we're Hells, regulated yeah. and we're very unfree. Yeah, we're looking at your your guys. I was watching the debates the other day because, you know, they broadcasted and I was like, 
what even America? What even? You know, like the dude and his wall, and he wants to keep out people. And I'm like, okay, what, what, just whatever. Uh, but yeah, let's not get too political. Well, I mean, you know, well, okay, all right, I won't. But there's, <laughs> there was corruption in the debate as well. Oh, you could see it. It was, yes, you and could it wasn't see it. from the guy's side. No, no, yeah, you could. I'm not saying one side is better than the other. No, and but because because you can see the other side as well, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, it's a it's shady on both sides. So yeah, um, but the it, there's there's shade on both sides, there. right? So anyway, um, so we anyway th- that's your so that's we're your trying educational, to America, but yeah that's, you know whatever was well, better educational for... but for this week uh-huh. <laughs> I said that's the everyone's listening's educational but for this week yeah go and educate yourself watch YouTube videos wake up people <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so okay Titans da, da, da. Was there any like DC news? Like did they? Oh, there's this. Um, the I think Super Sons is confirmed to be coming out in November, but well, it I wasn't in solicits. They put it off to 2017. But it wasn't in solicits. I think they're moving it up, and I don't know. I'm not too sure. I it's just like there's a number. 10, whenever and there's a number. See, Superman number ten has the people that will be in Super Sons. Yes, yes. So I don't know. It it was bleeding cool. I didn't really read it properly, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Who knows what's happening at DC Comics? Who knows? Yeah. So we have Abracadabra and Titans. Okay. Yes. And we've got the genetic magic thing going on. I mean, he mm-hmm. really blasted Gar. Is Garth Aqualad susceptible to magic? Well, he's magical, right? And oh. um, so I'm going to use I'm going to use um, Aquaman law here, right? Because I'm not too sure about Aqualad, right? Uh, I don't really know about this guy, right? Um, I just want this to be known to people here. I'm just going to give my best educated guess. Um, The Atlanteans, he is full Atlantean. He's not half and half or anything. Um, The Atlanteans, his mother is is some Atlantean lady. And he's he's from, yeah, yeah, he's from Atlantis. He and Tula were from Atlantis and the way he meets Arthur is that he was Mira's student in her magic class, right? Now, Atlanteans are split into two types of people, right? Right. There are people like Aquaman and like um, Orem, his brother, right, who can um, communicate with, with uh, sea life and stuff like that. And then there's people like Mira who... Uh, cannot communicate with sea life, but can control uh, water around them. 
and she can turn water into different objects like a spear or a sword or you know she can create like whoops and stuff but she cannot communicate with animals ah so there's two there's two like types of of um magic in the in the Atlantean law um now goth was in mira's magic class but he grew out of uh, magic and he's more like he can communicate with animals and stuff uh tula who was his i want to say girlfriend but i'm not too sure what's the story with them because they changed it halfway and i gave up on aquaman halfway and then I was like, <laughs> um listen they had they had dolphin in there and i was like throw the books away um so she is more like magic like mira where she can control water and goth is more like aquaman but then they had another aqua lad who could do both he could talk to animals and he could control the water so i'm not too sure if they're going to like combine his powers um as far as i know mira the magical people the magical aqua people um they they're not very susceptible to magic because they are magic folk right right aquaman on the other hand uh is susceptible to magic like he can be mind controlled he can be possessed um and all those lovely things right like i know like i know i i'm pretty sure he, he was under the influence of a love potion as well once upon a time ah yeah okay yeah. so apparently abracadabra made sure that um molly was um they he did something with time and recollection that's why nobody yeah. remembers stuff mm-hmm. and then he put yes. wally into the time stream yep that's why again and apparently uh Wally explains what um Kadabra did to Aqualad as being advanced technology that feels like magic. Mm. I remember I said um one man's science is another man's magic and vice versa. Yep. That's yeah. the mm-hmm. same concept. Um so I mean he pretty much almost wiped out Aqualad. And then that we have this really cute scene between uh, Wonder Girl and, or Donna Troy and Arsenal. And she went, because he was under the um, lasso of persuasion by the fake Donna Troy. And he yeah. just told her she, he loved her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, he does a really bad job of denying it. Oh, horrible. He shouldn't have even tried. He was like, uh, 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 maybe. <laughs> but Donna's like, okay, we'll just, I'm just going to let this rest, okay? And she walk, she's like, okay, mm-hmm. then, good, you know? You know, he says, so you don't love me? He says, not like that. You're my buddy. She goes, okay, then, good. And he goes, see, I'm a great liar. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, okay. yeah, we believe you. <laughs> so we go to... A lot of people live in upstate New York. Uh, Beecher Duncan uh, residents. Now, the who are these people? Do, should I know these people? 
I don't know them. So I was hoping you could, ex- I, like I said, most of the stuff I was like, Bleh? what? Um, so I, I don't know. I'll research them, but right. Mm, I don't Apparently, know. he was meta, and he went to this place and got unmeta. Yeah, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she has powers. I don't know who these people are. I don't either. And she says, I don't know where I got them from, but after that nightmare with the twister eye, I just feel I got them for a reason. Okay, so they're kind of like discussing, you know, should we have meta or should we not? So he's like, it's okay, B. I don't know what her first name is. Uh, I yeah, uh, what, what is her first name? I don't know. One's name's Beecher, so maybe that's just a nickname for her last name. I don't know. Mm. I survived to lead this life with you. By the way, did you ever make that appointment with Meta? Um, and they have a child together, and it's this place called Meta Solution, Smart Solutions for a Wonderful World, whatever that means. Mm. That's a little suspicious. But yeah. Funny on that. It's like three ones. Mm. And it's kind of reminiscent of some of the Kryptonian uh, script from Smallville. That. Mm. Yes. Uh, and the solutions is trying to be cursive, but it's not quite. And the S is funny. Did you guys notice that? This is kind of like yeah. old, fa- yeah. So it's like an old-fashioned S. Yeah. Mm. So. Hmm. Yeah. So they're eating pizza, <laughs> and I don't know what was that whole discussion about. Let's see. There's- it was. It was. It was about like you, you see. It's again the whole. Um, sorry, my nose is itching. One second. Uh, it was that whole um, genetics thing. And I think this genetics thing is going to come into play because, as we'll see later, it's in action, you know. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are going to be, like, clones right. running around and people well, already DNA. are that fake, uh, fake Titan squad from Abracadabra, so... Okay, there's the fake Titan squad, right? Then we saw in Red Hood and the Outlaws number two, a Superman. Right. Right? We don't know if it's New 52 or or, or this new one or whatever. And, right? there was, and there was one in Super Dash Man. The Super Dash Man, right? The guys in the cell. Then there's the Bazaaris in Superwoman. Right. Right. Uh, and they can change into Mercy Gray and they're like stuff. So there's, so there's gen, but there's like genetic altering happening there as well because right. we saw the Kryptonite Man dismantled. So we know there's like sciency stuff behind it. Right. And we know, and we know the Luther since Lena Luther was revealed as the controller of these bizarre We know the Luthers deal with technology. Right? Right. So, I can see that happening. Um, yeah, and it's just popping up everywhere. So, keep an eye on that, I would say. 
Right. And also to also to add to abracadabra, you must also remember his magic thing, his 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 wand, comes from the future. So right, he's from the come, future. It, right. I don't know if he's from the future. Or if he went to the future and then came back. He gets the information he, from that thing about the future, and it tells him that, oh, they weren't supposed to meet yet, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, right? And so you must remember his powers, like you said, one man's magic is another man's science, right? Obviously, if it's coming, if it's something from the future, we're going to be like the, excuse my my blunt uh, translations of this. It's like if we took a cell phone to the 1500s, you know, they'd be like, oh, witchcraft, you know. And so it, it's him coming back now to our time. We're like the olden days. And he's coming with new technology. So I definitely think that it's not so much magic that's involved, but technology, which is why it affected God so much. Well, I think in the big picture, too, it may have to do with what what Dr. Manhattan did. Right, and Dr. Manhattan, you must remember, is not magic. He's science, right? Well, he can change stuff. I mean, it's almost... Right, but... You know, a primitive would say it's magic. A primitive would say it's magic, but when you read his powers, it's like um, molecule manipulation, atom manipulation, Right. right? So that we know is scientific, right? There's a root of it in science. Right. And he was... And magic is actually deals with all that stuff. It's just not given the scientific terms. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like how we say we we're like now the 1500s people compared to us going back, right? Right. And so you get what I y'all get what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. Um. And yeah, you know, Doctor Manhattan was blasted with some, I don't know, gamma rays, x-rays, <laughs> something, special rays. Gamma rays, weren't they? I don't know. I don't know. Cosmic rays, I think that's the Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, know. whatever the Manhattan Project, which was a time... What? So, I mean, if you've ever read anything about the Manhattan Project... You know, it, it, whatever, it's some rays, okay? So, so okay. it's like, ooh, magic. So, anyway. Anyway, I think there's Pulls out a watch. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he says, they shouldn't know each other, not yet, meaning Linda and Wally. He says, mm-hmm. in the future, they are destined to be close, but his obsession with her suggests that time has been knocked askew, history is muddled. This mm. is not West's doing. It's his handiwork. It can only be. And he's looking at his watch. And then he says, which means time is short, meaning he's got to catch up. He's got to do stuff before they get to that point in time of the future that he knows about. And he says, I yep. have but a small window in which to make myself infamous. Because he wants to be famous, right? He says, I refuse yep. to go back to that soulless clockwork future. Oh, and so, uh, the fake Aqualad says, what's the matter, Maestro? And he says, when your counterpart hit me, Aqualad, he broke my nose. 
And evidently, Ouch. I got blood on my great, 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 great grandfather's watch. And it's very similar to the blood on the smiley face badge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, there was a watch in Rebirth. And remember, the watch is Wally West's gift, right? It says every second counts. Right. And now... Which, I don't know if there was rust, or maybe now it could be blood, or something, right? Since we've seen, like, blood on this watch. I remember when some, when, when whoever takes the watch apart in Rebirth, like that one um, gear, that one clog is, is broken. Right. Right. What we thought was rust could be blood on it. Yes, could be blood. Who knows? So what yeah. is the connection between Abracadabra? He's saying it was his great, 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 great grandfather's watch. But we know right. it to be Wally's watch, correct? Right. Well, we don't know if this is Wally's watch or his watch. I'm just, like, we haven't seen the back, right? So we need to just make assumptions at this point. Right. But um, the reason that it connects with the smiley face badge is because of that blood spot. It's exactly the same blood spot. Yes. So he continues and says, uh, thanks to your evaluation, my... Puppet Titans, I have formulated a plan. Linda Park and the Titans, they are the keys to my success. He closes his watch and says, Wally West will clearly put himself in harm's way for his friends. He risked his life to save the Atlanteans. So we will use his selfless loyalty to his friends against him. And through them, I will craft an even greater trick. Okay. So... Mm -hmm. What does he do? He goes after Linda. Yep. And Wally's trying to, you know, talk to her, but... <laughs> because, you know, at one point he knew, when he first came back, he went to Linda and he's like, I love you, blah, 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 you know, and... Yeah. They don't yeah. mention the kids, though. No, they don't mention their twins, which I'm a little... I don't know, maybe that'll come later. Maybe Wally West forgot. Right. And right, because he, he does and say... Yeah. He does say when he's in that whole um, speed force and he's trying to connect, he says he's losing his memories in Rebirth. Right. Um, so he just holds on to the one memory, which is, I love saying this, his lightning rod, Linda. Right. And, oh, I love that. I love that scene. Um, you know, so maybe he forgot about everything in their life because he just says, you know, I know I love her. He doesn't say we were married, we had a life, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Children. So, children, you know, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he just mentions that she's his one true love. And, you know, he's trying to find her. And then when he finds her, he's like, Linda, I love you. You love me. And we're meant to be. And I just drank. Um, and Linda's like, who, what the F are you? Where did you come from? What the hell is going on? And then he's like, okay, bye, you know, and he's just gone. Um, 
And then he finds Barry. Um, right. And then Barry pulls him out of the Speed Force. Thank you, Barry. Yeah, thanks, Barry. Um, but you should be with Iris, not these other bimbos. Oh, and they're doing that whole Barry and Jessica, and because now they killed, you know, his Indian girlfriend in Flash, and like she's dead, dead. Yeah. She's not alive. She's not alive. She's dead. Yeah. Um. He can so, English. Yes, he's 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 moping now. He's I saw on Tumblr uh I don't know if it was previews or whatever, but they're like Barry Allen doesn't mope around, you know, and somebody's like, But what happened to Iris? <laughs> and I'm like, Exactly. <laughs> well, this makes me wonder if this universe isn't quite the real universe either. I do sometimes wonder because, I mean, any universe that just kills Lois Lane and, you know, doesn't have... I mean, there's still a lot of of couples that should be together. Hawkman and Hawkgirl, you know, or Hawkwoman, whichever one you want. He's going to be dead, so, yeah. Yeah. Don't. Don't kill my man. Don't kill my Hawkman. Yeah. Um, I mean, we needed the rebirth, but... Is it a transition? I think there's still, you know what I think. I honestly think that there are still some people who are stubborn in top power positions who refuse to admit that the New 52 and that whole concept was bullshit. And I mean, yeah, you know, it sucked, right? Uh, I was reading, um, what was I reading on Tumblr? Somebody did like this write-up of um, the history of Jimmy Olsen, right? So boring. Um, But they did it for the, the, you know, the TV show because it's coming, Supergirl and stuff. Yeah. And so they they did the history of Jimmy Olsen. And they're like, then the new 52 happened, brackets. We shall not mention the bullshit splat that this was, right? <laughs> and then they go, they just like bleep it out, you know? It's just like forgotten. Right. And they're like, but Jimmy Olsen returns to his Jimmy Olsen ways in Rebirth, and then we have the TV show. And I'm like, okay. And this person went on and on about James Olsen and Jimmy Olsen in in Smallville, right? And so it's not like they can't write write these massive write-ups, but they just had one line for the New 52. We won't mention it because people are like, we don't want to admit it existed. Uh, we're trying to forget about it. And Jim Lee's like jumping up and down, New 52, New 52, New 52, New 52. And people are like, shut up, Jim Lee. Just shut up, okay, about the New 52. And, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a transition period. Um, I think sales is helping to show uh, the, peop- the people in power that don't want to revert that, you know what, the New 52 way sucks. I mean, even Big Bang Comics, right, when they were talking about Superwoman, number two, right. they said that feels, 
like the new 52. Yeah. My even, uh, and when comic they, book com, even my comic book store said the same thing. Right. I don't want the new 52 anymore, I'm not, so I'm not yeah. buying it. Yeah, see, it's not just us. And the Big Bang comic uh, Twitter account said a lot of our, you know, very loyal customers who like Superman said that this comic feels like the new 52. And they said, they said, Superman fans are fed up of that era and that regime. Right. And they don't want it anymore. Right. And he says, you know, action is doing well, right? Because he said action has a constant, steady, um, like, uh, selling point, right? And he says right. it always sells 80% first Wednesday. Um, he says Superman does extremely well. A lot of people loved Superman number seven. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people loved Superman number seven. And I mean, absolutely just adored every page. I have never, I have not seen not one bad review. Like the worst review it got was eight out of ten. Well, and well, it was a one-off. It's not like a park, right. park or anything like that. It was just a, it, And how many times have we said one and done? One and yes, done. One Where and are done they? Now. We need those. And seven was an example of that. Yeah, I mean, we we could be working for DC Comics if they just like weren't sexist freaks in running the Superman place. You know, the stuff we told them to do five years ago. Yeah, coming now they're doing it. We're like yeah. one and done books. You need Superman and you need Lois Lane and you need the Daily Planet and you need all that good stuff. And Wonder Woman needs to be Wonder Woman. She can't be Tiara. She can't be this this flippy, flappy, uh, crazy person. She right? She was crazy, okay? And I don't say that lightly. Like, I don't like calling women bitches or whatever, but she was a bitch and a half, you know? Um, well, we, what and, this one was Superwoman, Lana. Hello? Yeah, yeah, bitch number two, you know, 2.0. Yeah. It's like, uh, what did my friend call it? Side hoe number two, yeah. yeah. I don't want the side hoe, you know? I don't want the side hoe. <laughs> Um, so that was Titans, and the last word on that is Wally is screaming, Linda. Mm, yep. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just eating. Yeah. You can hear me munching. Yeah. Bobby. Um, I was going to ask you to read Wonder Woman. <laughs> With my mouth full of beans. Okay, hold on. All right. Okay, can I just say, Liam Sharp is a fantastic artist. Um, that cover, wow. Steve Trevor. And, you know, Diana's going to go save Steve. Yay. Yeah, yeah. And and, and we're, still getting a, we're still getting a better Steve co- uh, st- cover where he has Diana in his embrace, in his arms. Right. So I will be buying that comic. For that cover. Yeah. Um, so what were apparently Liam Sharp was being attacked? Um, all the one woman people were being attacked on Twitter this past week and I, I just found it absolutely horrendous. Um you know, it was it was 
the lowest, lowest vile spew that was being put out on on Twitter. Um, so Greg Rucker did this interview where someone asked him, so you hint that Wonder Woman had a relationship with women on Paradise Island. And he's like, yeah, so? And, you know, this interview is like, so does that make Wonder Woman a lesbian? And he's like, no, she, she's bisexual. And people went nuts. Um, okay. And I don't... Can I just interject here? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Storytelling. Hello? She's been raised on an island of women. Yeah. She comes to age, adolescence, on an island of women. There's no guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hormones are hormones. But the thing about it is, is that, yeah. So, which actually makes, her having a relationship with Steve Trevor even more special because mm. she took the risk with him. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, you know, and a story storyline like that, I mean, they really didn't address that in Marston's day. No. But... No. Nowadays, you you can address that. I mean, she was on an island of women. She was an adolescent on an island of women. Hello. Can I just interject? Can I just interject with an island of really, really hot women? Okay. Oh, yeah, but but you know what I mean. It wouldn't even matter if they weren't all hot either. I mean. It, no. Yeah, it wouldn't even matter. I think Diana people... her personality as much as looks. You know. And and more than that, Diana is curious, right? That's right. the whole beauty about Wonder Woman is that she's continuously curious and she's asking questions and that's how you learn more about the world through Wonder Woman. Um, and I honestly didn't see the big deal about it. So she's bisexual. You expected her to stay... A nun for two thousand, three thousand years on an island that has plenty of opportunities with women, you know, like well, Artemis or, or whoever, or whatever, you know. Well, I mean, even there's experimentation when you hit uh, pubescence. Of course, everybody does that. Yeah. So, you know, even when kids are six years old, there's this time period. Where you know you see kid, you know kids kissing each other and stuff. And right. Kind of phase exactly. Away, little pubescence, and you know, I mean, yeah. So, what was the big? I mean, you know, did they just didn't like it that she was called a lesbian? Oh well, I corrected myself. Right. Right. Um, Greg Rucker didn't call her lesbian. Right. He said he corrected. He corrected the interview and he said she's bisexual. Right. Um, which means she's attracted to both right. women and men, right? Or one man in this instance, her her one man. 
Um, Steve Trevor. And, you know, not, not Superman, Steve Trevor, okay. Um, you know, there was actually this thing that he said uh, a long time ago when the Fomance came out, right? Right. Um, I can't remember if it was Greg Rucker or Gail Simone. Uh, um, so, but it's one of these two people, right? Right. And Gail Simone, if you read her The, the Circle... She hints very, very, like, she doesn't even hint. Like, she says, yeah, you know, she was on an island with women. You expected her to stay a virgin forever or, you know, just like a nun and nut experiment? No, she she experimented. Yeah. And I think, I'm, I'm okay, I'm like 75% sure it was Gail Simone. She said, when the formats came out, she said, well, that's, Stupid, because one woman be, would be more attracted to Lois Lane. Yeah, I remember what she said. Then, yeah, then then Superman. So that would make more sense than Superman and Wonder Woman, uh, because she said that that's stupid. I loved, I love Gail Simone. I love. She just, she just came out and said that's stupid, at a comic con, and people were like, <gasps> and I was like, yeah, go Gail. So, yeah, I don't know what the big hullabaloo was about it. Uh, I retweeted it. I was like, yeah, you go, go. You know, you go, Greg Rucker. That's, that's, that's good, you know. I I was unfazed by it, to be quite honest. And so I come on last night, and I see Liam Sharp's tweets, right? Right. Because Liam Sharp follows me and I follow him, on my phone, it gives me his tweets first, right? It gives me, like, your tweets, and then it gives Kim's, and then it gives a few other people, and then it gives right. Liam's, right? Right. And I saw and I saw he was very upset. So I went to his uh, Twitter profile to see what was happening. Right. And he had, he had retweeted the exact same article I did, right, where Greg Rucker says, yeah, she's bisexual, so what? And he's like, yeah, she's bisexual, so what, right? And people went after all the creators, but especially Liam Sharp, and they said stupid things like his arm drew her lesbian, and literally, <laughs> I'm not I'm not even joking, this is a direct quote from a Tawita out there who said, his arm drew her lesbian. Um, and Does he have different arms than other people? I don't know. And he says, and he's like, excuse me, my arm drew her lesbian? What does that mean? And then he's like being sarcastic because he's British, right? And he's like, oh, yes, of course. My arm drew her lesbian. My arm was possessed by the lesbian gods and <laughs> I drew her all lesbian, right? Yeah. And I'm having, and I'm like, laughing at this but then I'm looking at all these replies and listen I'm going to call them out because they deserve to be called out it was the fomancers that was the most upset about the entire situation um they're not reading Wonder Woman anyway they're not yes they think that this Wonder Woman is wishy-washy oh my god that was Sierra (sighs) and I was like you, it it took every ounce. You have no idea, Holly. It took every ounce 
of my willpower to not reply to these people and and just like swear them and tell them they're idiots, you know. And so what they did was they took all our comments about Tierra and applied them to Diana. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they said they said that she's wishy-washy, she can't make her dis- she can't make up her mind. What? And and she's lost and and she's stupid and and Superman isn't the real Superman because he's just been hiding out playing house with Lois Lane uh, for 10 years instead of being a hero. And I, it took every ounce of my energy to not post pictures and, and, and clips of, of him saying he's been working hard and been saving the world. And he saved Batman. And he saved Batman and he saved Wonder Woman and he saved The Flash and Incognito. For 10 years, right? You have no idea how much I've been biting my tongue. Uh, So I'm just going to go out and just let this out. I'm sorry if I rant a little bit. And Liam Sharp was very, very upset. So if if you do me a favor, just tweet him and say, we love you, Liam, because he he got some really stupid hate. And I told him, I... Straight up told him that these people are the fomancers, right? And he's like, "What's a fomancer? <laughs> like people that ship, people that ship Superman and Wonder Woman." It's like, ah, oh, I see. And he just understood. And I said, "Don't listen to them. Be- just block them because they are stupid. And if it's anything that is against their ship." They wish death upon you. Like, if they could, they would wish the plague upon you, you know. Um, And so just block them and don't pay attention. Just don't. So, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible that a, a stupid, you know, group of people will take a comment that literally should not be this big. Like, Okay, yes, it's it's big for the LGBT community. Excuse me, my voice got stuck in my throat there. Um, you know, it's <clears throat> it's it's big for them that they have a representative in in one woman, right? Who is a big pop culture icon. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's so. It's like such, I don't know if if it's just like I'm, you know, you and I are just more open-minded to to oh, realize that. I, I come from the perspective that in a, story tell, in a story, it's perfectly sane to have that because of where she was raised. Hello? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's perfectly sane. It's not like something insane that was added to her mythology. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it's even in even though I don't like the comic, Wonder Woman Earth One with Grant Morrison, you know, boy by Grant Morrison, um, you know he do, he just goes full on, you know the this woman doing stuff in the panel, and and Diana is talking about her ex loves and what they used to do, you know, so I I don't see what the big Hullabaloo 
was all about. I honestly don't. I think it's they finally re- realized that the fomance has been nailed down in a coffin and deep inside the earth, never to return. It's not even. Oh no, no, we we dumped that in the ocean, the deepest darkest ocean. Well, the ocean. ocean's polluted enough. Yeah, well, you know what? Aquaman wouldn't uh, appreciate the, that. Let's just bury the damn thing. Oh, okay, okay. Aquaman, I don't want Aquaman. I don't want Jason Momoa's Aquaman coming after me. Um, yeah, okay. We can we send it to like the moon or something, or maybe like Jupiter? Yeah, let's send it there. Let's send like it to hell where Even Satan would say no. Thank you. What is this rubbish? Thank you. No, no, I don't know. I don't want this. You'd be like, I? He'd be like, born in darkness, so yeah. I mean, any relationship that starts out with loneliness and grief. (laughs) I'm lonely. I am too. Oh, let's make out. That's straight from hell, right there. (laughs) There's no love there. There was never love in the New 52. No. Wasn't allowed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Wonder Woman. Oh, I just took a bite of food. Uh oh. Hold on. Let me let me chew. Um so Wonder Woman number number seven. I wanna say seven. Seven? Yes, I'm right. Starts off again with I really like this the way Liam Sharp does his panels where it makes it look like cages. Right. And so you see this this um, African girl. She's got her eyes closed, almost like in prayer. Right. Like just wanting, wishing for her freedom. And so then, you, so then it, it zooms out and she, you know, there's this wham and she opens her eyes and it focuses in on her eyes and you just see Wonder Woman and Cheetah, like, taking down all these werewolf men. And then the panels, I love this, how he transitions from his panels. Wonder Woman literally breaks the cage open, so the panels break open. And then it just goes to this huge splash page. And Diana says, "Uh, you have been very brave. Let us share your courage. And it's this huge splash page of Diana surrounded by all these girls and she's just embracing her, them and they're embracing her and it says lies part four. Um, so then we have uh, Diana talking to Steve Trevor's men or uh, yeah, his team and she says, is this all of them? And some guy says, we're missing about a dozen by my count. This isn't just one village's daughters, Diana. Kaludo must have been abducting girls from all over the region. And she says, why is the team here, Christopher? And he says, a target is a warlord named Andreas Kaludo. He's trying to work a ritual by freeing Uzataga by giving him a human form. Thing is, according to Commander Candy's intel, Kaludo can do it. 
And then Cheetah says, that is why he has your Steve, princess. He, he will be consumed by Uzah, Uzakataga. Uzi guy. This, this, yeah, this guy needs a nickname. Can I just call him Uzah? Yeah. I'm just going to call him Uzah from now on. So Wonder Woman says, these men are my friends. They will keep you safe and they will take you home. You have been very, very strong. Carry that courage and faith just a little further now. She's talking to the girls. Chris, you and Davy and Manny get the girls out of here. Barbara, Anne, and I will find Steve and deal with Kaludo. And Uza, says Cheetah. Um, Chris says, i got to ask, Diana. Are you sure you want Cheetah watching your back? And Cheetah's growling and hissing and she's like, Your princess has promised to free me from my curse. But until then, my hunger for flesh burns, burns me. So watch your tongue. And she's pointing her claw at him. And then there's this off pan, there's this like panel where Chris looks at Diana and he's got his eyebrow raised like, see what I mean? (laughs) Right? And Diana just gives him a look like, yeah, I trust her. (laughs) And so then she turns and Cheetah and her go into the belly of the beast, so to speak. And she says, get the girls to safety. And so they're sneaking up on this Uza. She says, there is something I do not understand. If Uza wishes to if Usha, if Uza wishes freedom, why did he need the girls? And Cheetah says he has never been attended by he has ever been attended by women. Diana, from the beginning, they worship him. Diana, and of those women, one is always the Cheetah, she who becomes his bride. Cheetah says, you know this already. Diana, but I do not understand it. Barbara Ann. So, Cheetah says, so he cursed me. Oh, did I miss a pen? No, I don't think so. No, no, yeah. Then she says, so he cursed me. Um, And Diana says, I think. And then Cheetah says, that he was not the first to enjoy my body angered him. But our wedding had been made by the old ways. He could not end it. The bride is called the protector. She becomes Cheetah, blessed with long life and power. What do you, you think? You think? Oh, then Diana says, "I think." And she says, "You think what?" Um, and so then there's this panel of all his like wolf people gathering and. Chris is leading the girls out with Davy, and you know they they get the girls out of the confined and into the jungle. And then Diana says, "I think you have been deceived as much as I, my my old friend." And so Kaludu is uh, chanting. He says, "Now is the becoming. Now Uzaka's imprisonment ends." Great God of the ancient jungle, free from this 
feed from the fool, his wit devoured, and his worth diminished. And would his blood find form anew, taste again the freedom so long denied to you. And so then this Uzaka comes to life, and he's like this tree monster thing with horns. And Steve Trevor says, oh, not good, <laughs> Steve. Um, and Kaludu keeps chanting, he says, free from your prison that you may walk again. And take this form, this flesh, as the tool of your becoming. Yes, turn his weakness into your strength. That you may walk in my skin. And so he starts connecting. Uzaka starts connecting with Kaludu. He's like going into his skin. And Kaludu's like, ah. And Steve says, hey, uh, something you should know. Uh, and Kaludu says, and and would my fist bend the world to your will? And what can you possibly tell Kaludu? Steve says, see, normal th- thing is normally she likes to give three warnings, and Kaludu's like, what? And Steve's like, but I don't think you're going to get them. And we get this huge splash page of Diana going through um, Uzaka and through his heart and she's like consider them given and he disconnects from Kludu and he like rips out his like there's blood and he's like no ah and then we get this my favorite panel um, where she's hovering and she says Stephen and he says hey angel and she says sorry I'm late he says I wasn't worried. <laughs> and then, and then, then he says, "So these girls?" And she's like, "Yes." If and okay, so it's gonna go Steve, Diana, right? Okay, right. So Steve says, "So these girls?" Diana says, "Yes." And he says, "If Kaluda," and she says, "Yes." Then Uzaka and says, "I may have idea an idea about that." I just love the how their communication has, and you can see that development where they just have a eye communication because they didn't talk English in the beginning of their relationship. Right. They just talked with their body language and their eyes and they understand each other. Right. And so then we get two He doesn't even even finish the sentences. She already knows what he's asking. No. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't even like finish her sentences as well. It's like just filling in each other's blanks and just understanding with each other. Uh, so she unties him from the vines and there's these two teeny tiny panels that should have been bigger, in my honest opinion, where she just looks at Steve and Steve looks at her and then they just hug. It's like, no, no kiss or anything. It's just an embrace and you just see he's thankful that she's there and she's just got, and he's got like his arms all around her and it's just a f- an embrace. And she says, I've I've missed you. And he says, I've missed you too. And the biggest cock block ever, Kadulu comes up and he's Defiler and I'm like, just kill him. Uh he's like and so he tells his wolfman, Kill them. What are you waiting for? And so then Cheetah comes in 
and she starts ripping the wolf people's throats, and she's like, "Snarl, girl." And he's, she's like, "So hard to find good help, isn't it?" And then Kaludu says, "Unfaithful whore, you have betrayed your husband. You have." And then Cheetah zooms in on him, and she's got her nail to his throat, and she says, "Please keep talking." Um, and Diana says, Barbara Ann, if you kill him, I will not help you. And Kaludo says, weak. You are both weak, like all women. And I'm like, damn, Kaludo, just keep, just stop talking. Like, like, just stop talking, okay? You've been beaten, right? And he's, like, still got this alpha male syndrome about him. You know, it's like, whatever. And... I love this because he deserved it. Uh, Cheetah just slaps him. <laughs> and he's like, okay. He's just like, shut up. And then Diana says, Steve, the girls. Um, and then she gets attacked by Uzaka. And Steve's like, Diana. And he's like, Diana, Diana. And then he tells the girls, get behind me, girls. Get behind me. And um, Uzaka talks to Wonder Woman. He says, I know you, Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman says, Barbara and Steve, get to the girls. And she just punches Uzaka. And Uzaka then flattens her with a hand. And he's like, my wife told me of you. Uh, all those years ago. How you proved to her the gods were real. How she converted the divinity you had touched. And Diana charges and she says, There's a little of the divine in all of us. Even in the unworthy such as yourself. And she yanks off his arm. And he's like, ah. Then Uzaka says, My bride, remember, remember your vows. Help your husband obtain flesh and I will return you I will return your own to you. I will return you to your place of honor at my side, my beautiful cheetah. And Sedina's like, He lies, Barbara. He he tricked you. You are the protector. Look at the girls. He's afraid of the girls. And Uzaka says, I fear nothing. I will have my freedom. And Diana takes, uh, she's taking her lasso out as Uzaka has her buried under his hand. And he says, the woman, all the women in the story you told me. She's talking to Barbara Ann. They were corrupted. He lied. You were never his worshippers. You're his wardens. And she tosses the lasso of truth to Cheetah. And Uzaka says, be silent. No woman rules me. Never again. And Diana says, bind him, you and the girls. And Uzaka says, trapped by the likes of you, I will be, will be. And Diana says, nothing. And we get this page of Zaka surrounded by the lasso of truth uh, and all the girls and Cheetah is holding the lasso of truth and it's glowing 
and he fades into nothingness and then we see him turn into a plant and Diana says Barbara and 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 then we see Barbara is humanoid again but she's got like blisters and bruises all over her body and she's curled up in a fetal position and she says uh uh he lied everything everything i i did everything everything he made me do and she's crying and she's on the floor and she's just like breaking down and diana picks her up and takes her in her arms and she says it's all right i'm here and barbara says it was all lies and in two weeks we get wonder woman number eight Year one interlude, the story of Barbara and Minerva. And on October 26th, we get Wonder Woman number nine, the search for Themyscira resumes. And it was a fantastic story. Yeah. Um, So we get to see what the lies were for Barbara Ann, but what we're really interested in is what are the lies for Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah. I want to know what what are the lies for Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And... Apparently, the uh, one in two weeks is a one-off about Cheetah. Yeah, what happened was, and that won't be drawn by Nicola. That will be drawn by a different uh, artist. Uh, What had happened was is that um, Greg Rucker and Liam Sharp and Nicola Scott decided that, you know, there was such a positive... Um, sort of uh, reaction to the new cheetah that they wanted to give her more weight in the world and so they said they want to give her a backstory right. because they can't do it in year one so they're, what they're basically doing is they're taking a little bit of time off from the, the truth arc and they're giving Barbara a, a backstory right because they kind of skipped over it in year one because they did didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough time, yeah. And when uh, what the story is that that was coming out of the the comics and stuff was when Raka found out about what they had done to Cheetah in the New Fifty Two, he was like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> we need to correct. We need to correct some things here." <laughs> yeah, he's he's so, cleaning up mess. Big time. I hope DC is paying him well because he's like cleaning up all the messes. He's like, oh, here's a shit pile here. Let me pick it up. Oh, here's another shit pile there. Let me pick it up. Oh, look at this big one over here. Let me pick that up. Uh, Clean, 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 clean. You know, him and and, um, Dan Jurgens, they're doing clean up big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. What did you think of Wonder Woman? I liked it a lot. Of course, you know, Steve mm-hmm. was in it. And, you know, they just got that thing going on. I love that thing. So beautiful. I love see. I just love how they can just look at each other and they can just be like, you know, he's like, I love how Steve Trevor, he was panicking, okay? He was panicking. But I love how he just plays it cool and plays like, hey, Angel, I wasn't worried. No, no, I knew you were coming. Um, 
he got a bit worried, okay. Um, and I just love how she's always there for him. You know, I, I missed one woman having a real love story in right. the New 52. Yeah. Uh, I hated that they, they took her love story away from her. Right. Um, and what I also really, really, I have to say thank you to Greg Rucker for is we haven't had a really good, like for me especially, I don't know, you've you've read comics way before me, but I've never had a really good representation of Steve and Diana in the modern comics. Well, that's, there wasn't one. Because there wasn't one. I found that out. And that's what sort of made Wonder Woman boring to me. You know, when when I picked up a Wonder Woman comic, she was always off fighting some demon horde or, you know, some galactic threat or something like that. And I was like, that isn't very interesting to me. This, delving into Wonder Woman's mythology right. and just talking about her as a person and just showing her helping her friend and being there for Steve... That's what interests me. It's the human level of interaction. And you know what I also like about it is that they brought back devotion. You know, in the best sense of the word. You can Mm -hmm. tell that these two people are devoted to each other. Right, yeah. And um, there's not this, I'm lonely, I'm lonely too, you know. That I don't think that ever happened between those two. I mean, no, you certainly no. could have said, "Hey, I'm lonely here on a island of women." Uh, yeah. <laughs> that made me giggle too much. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, Peter is a I bit mean, lonely on an island of women. Well, one woman's a bit lonely on an island of women. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, but I just I love that Rucka gives him the the secret the secret understanding that they both have of each other. I mean, yeah. he mm-hmm. started it from the very first time, from the moment they met. You know, they couldn't speak yeah. each other's language, but they just kind of communicated enough. You know, on another level, yeah. yeah. You know, you know how we used to say in Smallville, uh, Erica Durant and Tom Welling could just act with their eyes, and exactly. and they had yeah, like eye sex. They would basically have um, googly eyes, and and yeah, it was so hot. And and I, some of my favorite episodes, right? They just have this look, and they just look at each other, and. You know, um, speaking of Smallville, uh, there was a countdown on Heroic Hollywood because Smallville is finally coming to, like, digital places where you can, like, stream it and down, like Hulu and right. stuff. Right. I don't, I don't know what's a Hulu. We don't get it here. Um, so they said, you know, why should you go back to Smallville? And they had a top 15 reasons. And of the top 15 reasons, about 10 of them were like Clovis and 
Clark Kent and Lois and, you know, Erica Durance and Tom Welling <laughs> and yeah. um, then, then they had like, like Chloe Sullivan and I skipped over that and, you know, then they had Green Arrow and how I love this line that they gave. They said, Justin Hartley's portrayal of the green arrow is the reason why we have arrow today and I sent and I got blocked for this uh, the link to Stephen Amell (laughs) and I said I said you see this is the reason why you have arrow and you should be thankful towards Marvel so he blocked me but at least I know he read it (laughs) Um, (laughs) he had to read it to block me he had to read me to block me but most of the reasons Right. I'm not, and I'm not making this up. Y'all can go and look at this list. It's Tom Welling, it's the Kents, it's uh, Smallville actually having like this this deep rooted Smallville mythology, right? Right, where it's not about Superman's powers, it's about Clark Kent's personality. And I'm like, yes, thank you, thank you for making this list because now people understand what we like about Superman in general, not just Marvel. You know, it's about Clark Kent. It's about his uh, 250-odd things that he had to go, trials that he had to go through with Jor-El. It's about how the character is just a strong person and how Lois makes him a better person. So I'll send you a link. It's actually a very good list that they made. Um, but getting to, getting to that, you know, it's that connection that I was always looking for in Wonder Woman. I was like, you know, I don't connect to a demigod who has powers and who has a hot bod and that sort of thing. And for a long time, Wonder Woman comics were just that. Right. It's, she's struggling because... She's got everything. I mean, I don't, I I can't, you know, I can't, like, connect to a person like that. Right. Uh, The New 52 was horrible because, you know, I I keep saying, the New 52, the one thing I wanted to get into and I could never get into was Wonder Woman, right? Because I've always wanted to be a Wonder Woman fan. And... The the animated Justice League series never had enough Wonder Woman for you to... Like, I never knew her backstory. I didn't know she was made out of clay. All those sorts of things. The one episode I did like was where she meets Steve Trevor, right? And she just... And the animators didn't, like, waste time. They just said there's this connection, there's this intimacy between them, and it's an alternate world... Uh, Steve Trevor or an alternate time or something I can't remember and she just kisses him at the end and she says I wish we had more time together right and that was the episode I sort of liked and I said well I want to know more about Diana and Steve you know never got the opportunity to and New 52 came along and I was like hey what this and I'm just very in a long winded way I'm saying I'm just very thankful that finally somebody's giving me a Wonder Woman I can be proud of and I can say, 
yes, I am a fan of. And, you know, when she laughs, I laugh. When she cries, I actually feel it and I cry. Um, that issue where where Steve loses his friend and or, or he finds out all his friends are dead. Right. And then when he goes back and he's just singing to the baby of right. his, of his, you know, how, man, that got me in the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was it crying. And I, I remember you made me read that and I had to stop and I, because I was like getting emotional, you right. know. And that's, and like you said, it should, you know, you should want, you should have this connection with these characters and I'm just glad we do now. So, yeah, please go buy Wonder Woman. Please support the book. Yes, it's very good. You won't mm. you won't be mad at us if you do. Okay. No, yeah. We can finally say that. You won't be angry at us if you buy this book. Right. Because we can recommend it. And we really feel good about recommending it because, you know, we don't like griping about how bad a comic is, you know, and... For the New 52, we did that a lot for, like, five years. We did it too much. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, every month. We would, every week. That whole era was so dark, it made the fans all dark. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's why we said stuff was fake, because they couldn't create light. They couldn't create, they couldn't pull it out of their butt or whatever to -hmm. give us some lightness and some hope and... You know that all the characters were just in such despair all the freaking time. It's just like, come on, people. Mm. So anyway, action nine sixty four. Superman meet Clark Kent. Yep, it cracks me up. Okay, uh, my uh, my comic book shop gave me the one with the globe and you know Clark and. Superman with the Daily Planet. Oh, the the Gary Frank cover. Yeah. Which is oh, wanted. I was just so tickled. They were like, I got that's the one I wanted. They're like, Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we had this mysterious Clark Kent that popped out of thin air, literally. One day literally. he just showed up at the Daily yeah. Planet after the death of New fifty two loser Superman and we don't know if he ever met New 52 Lois or not because, you know, they killed her off in Superwoman. Yeah, he keeps talking like he knows Lois. Yeah, but did he actually meet New 52 Lois or is he just talking about a Lois that's been implanted in his brain? Ah, uh, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I am still suspicious about this, this um... The Superman. Oh my goodness, Holly! I just checked the most popular um comics. Guess what's number one? Yes. Action. Yes, ma'am. Action <laughs> Comics nine sixty four is the most downloaded digital comic. Well done. Well done, kiddos. Everybody well done. About Clark Kent. Ha ha ha! Clark Kent rules. You know what? It's because every and it's got five stars. Hello, five stars. Well done. 
Dan Juggins is the man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I jumped in there, and I, I just had to tell you. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Dan keeps saying this Clark Kent isn't who you think he is, what he is. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading this book, I kept thinking of Blade Runner. Okay. All right. You remember the the premise of Blade Runner? I I remember the the outline of Blade. Been a long time, but yes. You know, they created clones, but they were like cyborgs too at the same time. I think they were like cyborgs a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they. What what's the yeah. what's the term for that? Androids. Androids. Yeah. Except, well, unless they were women, then they're gynoids. Then they're gynoids, yes. Yeah. Well done. Um, but they created them from the cellular level up. Yes. Not with technology, okay. So Blade Runner was about these, for lack of a better word, androids, who escaped from a prison... Mm-hmm. Rucker Hauer, God, I love him. Um, was Batty, um, literally. Um, yep. He, they had, they found out, figured out that these androids would die, quote unquote, die if they didn't mm-hmm. have memories. Or they get completely psychotic. So they gave them some memories. Okay. Yep. And. So they survived longer, and they also had a kill switch inside them. Okay? After yep. a certain point, it was decided, you know, they had a kill switch. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. would live for like, long or whatever. Right. Yeah, like they would expire their existence, and then they would just, like, zip them. Like like a cell phone, for example. Yeah. Right. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Well, and this would be long before a cell phone, so... Um, and, oh my gosh, I worked at this place where this guy was such a Blade Runner freak. He named, he named the main server, this is when we had main servers, Tyrell, which was the company. The company's name, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. See, I'm not that bad. I do remember a bit of Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, and Tyrell had a daughter played by, um. Oh, gosh, I can't remember now. Oh, Sean Young. And Harrison Ford, yes, was a detective in, uh, uh, what's his name, James Alamos? What was his first name, though? Ed, Edward James? Edward James Alamos was another detective who kept making origami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made, yes, he made yeah. origami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, so these androids, didn't really know they were androids. They thought they were people. And yep. Tyrell's uh, best creation, we found out later, was his daughter. Yep. And then there was an extended version, and it turned out that Harrison Ford was an android as well. Oh, oh. Yeah, there was that twist somewhere. I don't know if it was... An extended version, or I don't know. Anyway, wasn't the version I saw? No, there was a theatrical. Spoilers. Yeah, well, there was a theatrical version 
with a voiceover by Harrison Ford throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then there was a director's cut that took that completely out. And I always liked the one with the voiceover because, you know, I could listen to Harrison Ford. So anyway. so yeah, And it's, what... it's 1980s Harrison Ford, so it's like hot Harrison Ford. Yeah. 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 So, um, oh, just as a side note, another side note, um, mm. there's a movie called, it has a, de- the, I think part of the title is Adele. A woman's name, I think, and uh, Blake Lively is a woman who could never die, and so she has to change, you know, her. I've wa- I've watched that movie. Yes. Did you see the guy that played young Harrison Ford? Uh, yes. I don't remember him. Oh my god! Very well, but I not remember him. Okay, so they have this guy. She had met Harrison Ford when he was young, and then she gets engaged later on in this another, you know, quote unquote life. I mean, because she she never ages. She's mm-hmm. engaged to his son, and she shows up at the house, and she takes one look at him, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And of course, yep. she recognizes her, but she hasn't aged today. Exactly. So yeah. They have flashbacks to when they first met. And there was this guy, and I thought, did Harrison have a son? Because he looks like Harrison, he sounds like Harrison, and I'm like, yes, Who okay. Is this guy? So I looked him up, and I can't remember his name right now, but you can look him up. Uh, I'm looking him up as you are talking on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He had a YouTube channel, and he used to do Harrison Ford impressions. He does the whole uh, bar scene. Between him and Yoda, um, J- uh, blah, 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 blah. what's his name? Jabba, uh, Boba Fett. He does that whole thing, you know, with about the the was the consensus. People are going to kill me. Cassarian Run or whatever, and how many parsecs and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's that's how he got the part. Somebody had seen him on YouTube. I mean, he does all kinds uh-huh. of impressions, but Harrison Ford's like. I mean, he looks like a young Harrison Ford. And so they hired him for the film, and, you know, he... So he did this film. And, I mean, my gosh, when he opened his mouth... I mean, well, they found somebody that looked like Harrison Ford. Fine. When he opened his mouth, I went, holy shit. (laughs) How did they do that? Okay. (laughs) How did they do that exactly, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talked about Harrison Ford's voice. If you ever want to hear young Harrison Ford's voice, all you have to do is look this guy up on YouTube. He's all over the place. So. Yeah, it's called Age of Adeline. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a new movie. It was like last year or something. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a really good movie. It is. I enjoyed it. I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it, and I sat down, and I was crying, and I was like laughing, and I was like, it's a it's a really um I don't want to spoil the plot because it's actually a really good plot and it's it's an unusual movie and to say that in you know today um but yeah yeah I'm just reading about this guy now yeah uh, so if you're into yeah it's kind of a nerdy thing but if you're into Harrison Ford what's his name I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm just going to because they don't have him in top build class uh, cast. They have him in the full cast. So I'm just going there. Da, 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 da. 
he's Australian, even. If I remember right. Uh, but he's, I think he's moved to Hollywood now, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Anthony Ingruba. Yeah. Ingruba. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he does look a lot and sound a lot like Harrison Ford, yes. Right, right. I was like, I got chill. I thought, Harrison had a kid? <laughs> so anyway, so. Uh, you you are correct. He is from Australia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he does other people too, and, and he's really good at he it. He does. Yeah, he's he, so much like, like here, and there's like you know, there's like kind of a disconnect. So. Mhm. Okay. So anybody wants to look up Anthony and Gruber on YouTube? He has his own channel. He's had his own channel for several years, and look him up. He's really talented. And um, check out the what is it, the Age of Adeline. The Age of Adeline, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh I'm just reading about this this final cut of Blade Runner that I've never heard of. Um for it was released for the twenty fifth anniversary of Blade Runner on Blu ray and D V D. Uh-huh. And yeah, it it reveals an alternative plot yep. a line where Harrison Ford was an android. My world is turned upside down. I'm going to have to go watch this now. I'm going to have to go look it up. And, yeah, okay. Right. Well, because the theatrical version, which is the one I've watched, right. has has never had that, that plot device no. in there. No. Because you just shocked me when I, you said, like, Harrison Ford was an android. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, so if we apply that to Rebirth, Superman. Yes. yes, I like where you're going. See what Mr. Oz said. You always come back to that because it yep. was in the original DCU Rebirth book. You mm-hmm. and your family and the new and the dead Superman and the are not hand. what the- you seem. Yes, and he says he's. Is it not what you seem or not what you think? Mm, um, think. I maybe. think it's not what you. Th- I think it's think. not what you think. Right. Yeah. So. And, what if? And and yeah, and he mentions the new Fifty Two Superman, the new this this mysterious Clark Kent, and the pre Fifty Two Superman and Lois Lane. So and his family. So. Well, John. So I've been keeping that in the back of my mind when I've been reading, especially the storyline, because I don't. I'm not taking this on the surface of of what unfolds in this comic, because I think there's a whole lot of stuff that was revealed on the very last page. Right. That uh, when we'll get to it. Right. And you've been pointing out something to me. For the last couple of issues. And yeah, you all thought I was crazy. You're, you're I don't know. I didn't think you were crazy, but I thought, well, yeah, why are they kind of looking at this one guy? But anyway, so here. Yeah, uh, no, no. But that's uh, what I want to add me, to. Mia, going back to. Mia told me, Mia told me, you are grabbing at straws, and then she came back this weekend. Yeah, but I'm not Mia. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you, everybody on Twitter thought I was nuts. They're like, what are you talking about? It's 
it's Batman. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Batman my butt. Batman my butt. Um, okay. So if you take, go back to Blade Runner, that whole scenario, pre-52 Superman, Lois, Sean, Mystery Clark Kent, New 52 Superman, New 52 Lois, could all be, quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, androids. Mm Mm-hmm. So where's the real one? Now. Right? Now, I think think Lois Lane is not an android. New 52 Lois. But she died the same way as Loser. Right. Now... But but that's because she had his powers, right? She had that fake dude's powers, right? And I don't think she's quote unquote dead. Um I think that she is the one that is real. I think that she like I keep saying, she got too close to something. Right. And so she had to be taken out of the equation. And I still think that the Superman of the New 52, I know it, I know that saying this is like a cheap shot and it's like the, 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 the worst scapegoat that they could use. But I don't think New 52 Superman was ever rescued by Batman from Apocalypse. They could do that, and we've said that how many more times? I think Batman brought back the wrong Superman. Yeah. And um, look how many times we've seen a Superman being cloned. Yeah. yeah. His DNA is everywhere. His DNA is everywhere in, in Apocalypse. So um, I think that Action Comics by Grant Morrison is the real Superman. Right. I think that what we had in Superman number one going forward, which is year five in the New 52 timeline, right? I think he is fake. Fake, 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 fake. Well, he's always been a little confused. He's been like, you know, there's this term in Hindi, right? It's called... Beja fry, which means your brain is like in a deep fryer. <laughs> and it, it's like mush, right? And it's like just not, it's not right, right? And when when you want to be particularly mean to somebody and you want, and you want to call them like an idiot or something, right? you call them, a, you call them a beja fry. Right. And... Or if you want to say you, to yourself, you know, I've been acting silly of I've been so stupid or something, you're like, I'm a bear, Jeff, right? And right. I, I've i been saying this about New 52 Superman. Like, I say he's got scrambled eggs for brains because that's the best I could translate it. And I'm pretty sure, listen, I know some people will scream at me because they really like the New 52 Superman. Why? I did not. I did not. I don't particularly think he's very super. Well, so I think he's fake. 
Well, and and apparently enough people said that to John Cunningham and at a C2E2, and he's like, no, this is the real one. And we're all like, no, it's not. Okay, that's not the guy. Uh-huh, yeah. So going back to Superman number one, the yeah. reason I think we say this is because he finds out Lois is dating somebody else, and he's despondent and walks away. Exactly. Okay, yeah. you compare that to... Clark Kent, 1938, in Action Comics, number one, there was no way Clark Kent would walk away from that freaking door. Mm. <laughs> there was no be no way, right? He wanted to dig no. Lois. You know, and you know was- 1938 Superman would have walked in and he would have said, like, dude, I'm better than you. Lois, you want to go on a date? Well, he'd be like, okay, and that's the other thing. There was a five-year gap, and we're like, this guy's walking away. Has he never asked Lois out on a date? And we find out right. he never asked Lois out for a date. And we're like, he's not really Superman. Yeah, I refuse to believe that any Superman on any universe had five years yeah. with Lois Lane Right, the hottest, smoking, most amazingest, like awesome balls woman in the world. Uh, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman, like whatever. Um, Lois is my girl. Um, Lois, was- and he just, yeah, and he and he just never asked her out. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, hello, idiot alert. Thank you very much. Well, and I'm sitting there going like. You've been with this person for five years, and you've never asked her out for a date. Why? What would be yeah. the reasoning mm-hmm. on that? And then later, we found out a year a year and a half later, we found out in Grant Morrison's, he was into Lois big time. Yep, he was like the official stalker of Lois Lane. Um, I remember that one comic where he's just talking to Jimmy, who's playing a video game, and he's like, oh, the way Lois Lane writes, she writes with such passion. And that and was before such... you met her. Exactly. He's, this is just her words, right? And he's already fallen head over heels in love with this woman from her words. And he's just like, I have to meet her, you know? You know Lois Lane, Jimmy. You're so lucky, you know. And it's like, why why would he have never acted upon those feelings? Yeah. And that whole excuse of, that whole excuse of, oh, he wanted to keep her safe from his enemies is like the Bullshit. stupidest thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what Holly said. Bullshit. Yeah. It's like the stupidest excuse ever. Well, and... Morrison ended his book in the past, <laughs> before mm, yeah. number five, with Superman had just gotten the hell beyond. He had been on Mars, by the way, with, you know, Dr. Manhattan hangs out there. Um, and fighting Super Doom. This was before Doomy, the virus Doomy. <laughs> oh, whatever. And there's so many doomsdays. So yeah. many doomsdays. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, damn stay. Um and he was on the phone with and he was petting crypto and who 
who was his last words to? Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was talking to yeah. him as Clark. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. And let's not forget, let's not forget, in Grant Morrison's action, he had a vision of the future where he's married to Lois Lane. Yep. And he says, this is the golden age. Yeah. And then he finds out Lois is dying and he moves heaven and earth to go and read every single um, medical book that, that ever was printed. That is apparently available in one library. <laughs> in one um, library in a hospital in Metropolis. In one, yeah, in one in Metropolis. What, but anyway, okay, Grant, whatever. Um, even even uh, Alexander the Great's works were in there. <laughs> yes, and and he he and he just comes back in and he's like, okay, step aside, doctors. I know what to do, and they're like. But, but you can't do it. And he's like, I'm going to save this woman's life if it's the last thing I do. And he does. With his and thumbnail. With his thumbnail, you know, he cuts her open. And I'm like, ooh, that's so unsanitary. Clark, did you wash your hands? Well, he, you know, he um, turned off the microbes off his fingers. I, something, something. I Yeah, it's Grant Morrison. So it's, half of it is like blah, 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 blah. Lois Lane, I will save her. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I, I, Lois Lane, right? And you have to remember one thing, right? Take what you will about All-Star Superman and every other Grant Morrison book written uh, about Superman. He loves Clovis. Oh, yeah. And he, he adores, and I remember, I don't know if you got the All-Star Superman with the extended interviews. No. Um, Okay, he did an interview, right? And he's like, you know, he, he he he's just like, well, he loves this woman, you know, with all his heart. It's just Lois, you know? And he says, even in the book, when you're reading it, it's, he wants to tell Lois first that he's dying. He, he the, the most important person to him at this moment to try and and tell you know that he's he's got very limited time is Lois because he loves her with every fiber of his being, and I'm like, oh, Grant Morrison, sing some more in your brilliant Scottish accent about Clovis, you know, <laughs> and and he would never have wanted to do the format. In fact, when he meets oh. Wonder Woman for the first time in Action Comics, he's like unfazed. He's like. Whatever. And Wonder Woman tells Batman, isn't he a little too young to be in the Justice League? And because Grant Morrison believes in the same mythos that, you know, Wonder Woman is 3,000 years old and stuff right. like that. Right. But she is. So, um, you know, it's like, why would why would she be dating this, this guy, you know? But anyway. Right. Um, so... Yeah, he was completely unfazed when he met Wonder Woman the first time. He was like, Lois Lane, Lois Lane, Lois Lane. <laughs> so, back to Action 964. Okay. Yep. So, we can apply that same premise with this 
mystery Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his relationship with Lois is. Nope. So therefore we're like, so does he know Lois? Did this one ask her out? Did, you know, and I assume since we got, they gave us the preview for 965 before 964 was even out. Yeah. That's the one where pre-52 Lois Lane goes to um, the Daily Planet to work as Lois Lane. Mm -hmm. Remember, Lois Smith, a.k.a. Lois Lane, got that package from Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. The new 52 Lois Lane. So she knows a whole heck of a lot. Yep. And mm-hmm. she's going to be doing some investigating. Yep, because she's uh, her reporter nose is itching. Mm-hmm. And I believe also that some of that material may include Clark's notes from the book that Mr. Oz gave him to fill out. If he even wrote anything in there, because it is New 52 guy, he would have just been like, books? Who uses books anymore? uh, Where? But remember, when they were making the transition, it was Superman number 51. Superman picks up Lois Lane. They fly together in the sky. He says, I want you to write about Superman, and I want you to write about Clark Kent. And and just before he dies, he tells Lois, remember everything I told you. Exactly. And then when Lois yeah. dies, she goes, oh, now I know. Yep. And just before she died, she hands over her information to the one person she can trust. Right. Herself. Yeah. Only... Not herself. Older. Yeah. Only not herself. Only older and, and wiser and... The one the who end. actually fulfilled Lois Lane's destiny. Where Hell two yeah. Lois Lane could never fulfill her own destiny because they had New 52 Superman so screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyway, back to... Action 964. We, we haven't even read a word of action. That's how much of stuff is loaded in this one comic book. Yeah. So we're going to give you all this background, and, and, and I wanted to mention the Blade Runner theme because I got that same kind of vibe when I read this book. So Mystery Clark says, Coat, I don't know what tundra you brought me to, but you should have told me to bring a parka. I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this goes, <laughs> if Clark Kent was mortal, he would indeed be cold at the Fortress of Solitude, right? And He would be, yeah, <laughs> very cold. He would also show that a Superman who is also Clark Kent may not remember what it was like just before his powers that he just actually feel cold. Uh-huh. He's not thinking of this Clark Kent as like a Jimmy Olsen. Or like Lois, for example. Right, right. If it, you know, because he's a Clark Kent, he thinks he's not going to be cold. But yep, he is cold, and he's not. Yeah, he, like you said, Jimmy or Lois, he would think, oh, they, you need a parka. But since the guy's mm-hmm. calling himself Clark Kent, 
And, you know, it could be still a test in some way to see what the heck, you know, does this guy feel cold, you know? Yep. Really not sure. Mm -hmm. So this is part two of Superman meet Clark Kent. So, Supes, again with the green behind the S. Right, but did you notice in, like, Trinity, it's normal colored. Yeah. And in Justice League, it's normal colored. So I'm wondering if, because Trinity is not, like, edited in the Superman family. Right? Right. Eddie Brigands, Eddie I think, is the group editor, maybe, but it's got, like, a different editor. And Justice League is obviously a different editor. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe this is like a super family thing that's happening. I don't know. Because it's only been in those in those two comics, Superman and Action. Action. Yeah. So it says, the guy in the glasses calls himself Clark Kent, which is impossible because I'm Clark Kent. Fortunately, he has no idea that's the case. And so he says, so he's pushing open the entrance to the fortress, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Okay. I mean, where's the giant? It's behind. It, it, no, no. <laughs> where's the little this tiny is... key that weighs a billion pounds? Where is that? He's pushing. I don't know. Well, that it's, was his on pre-52 uh, Earth. This is now his makeshift um, uh, thing, which he has ha- hidden behind a rock. Yeah, but you would think that he would have some... Well, I'm sure, you know, dwarf star material is kind of difficult to get. Yeah, but even in the, I mean, in the old days, he just had a giant arrow that was the key, and it just turned a giant lock. Yeah, that would, that would be like, that's like, you know, I always thought that was like a huge... Neon sign saying "ding ding ding" for just a solitude. Wait, who claimed the arrow was to help airplanes follow a flight pattern? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay whatever. Well, that means I remember that's you know long before space flight. So anyway, true. Uh, Superman says it'll be warmer inside, Clark. Until then, you'll be fine. Not like this is the Arctic, after all. Our, our, our. Oh, our, our. And he says, and Clark says, might as well be. I can hardly breathe at this altitude. So they're very high up, and plus it's freezing cold. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Clark says, why couldn't we talk in Metropolis? Good question, Clark. And Superman says, I told you, privacy, no prying eyes. And uh, Clark says, in this, this is off the record. I can't write about it. And Superman says, preferably not, but I can't stop you. <laughs> so they fall down this big hole. <laughs> and Clark says, we heard Superman had a fortress. I assume that's where we are. And Superman says, more or less. Okay. So, um... So, in order to get into the inner sanctum, Superman says, initiate retina scan. And the fortress says, identity confirmed. Gee, you mean your fortress actually let you in? Okay. So, <laughs> Wait, wait. 
Gee, Clark, your fortress has some kind of security, not a big open door. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you won't have to rip your 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 invulnerable cape. So Clark says, so what do you do here? And Superman says, think of it as a workshop, a place of contemplation and study. Clark says, sounds like a glorified man cave. That was a good line. I it is. It is. It kind of is. Okay, so, okay, let me get this straight. In the in the other fortress, New 52 Fortress, he created the Kent in that fortress, right? Yes. He had um, on one side Jor-El uh, and Lara, I was going to say Jorala. Jorala? That's like... Yeah, that's that's like close. That's yeah. their like formato there. Yeah, and he had uh, on the other side Martha and and Jonathan. Right, uh, and they each were holding he didn't have up Jarrell and Laura apparently. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so which doesn't make any sense because pre fifty two Superman had more stories with the Kents than. New 52. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, more important, it's a safe place to store dangerous items so they don't fall into the wrong hands. So the fortress says, welcome, sir. How might I be of service? And Clark says, amazing. Are those, he goes, my Kryptonian parents. So his narrative boxes say, the Superman of this world died. Yeah, we know. Before that, mm-hmm. he and Clark Kent were revealed to be one and the same. At first, I thought the man standing next to me was this world Superman come back to life. But his demeanor and lack of familiarity with all of this suggest otherwise. Unless it's all an act, of course. And I didn't translate the Kryptonian on the console, but... Uh, I can do it for you quickly if you want. So that's... I had it. Yeah, I think it's like um, in memory of Jorel and Lara. Uh, That starts with an S. S T R. S E T. S E T. No, there's no E there. The bottom Yeah, that's, that's... Oh, the bottom row. Oh, sorry. Yeah. S T R O. What's the just a diamond? G. <laughs> anyway, Holly is like, okay, I'll do it for you, Holly. Don't worry. All right. So, uh, we get to see what's in his fortress. He does have a tree. Uh, he's got a battle suit. He's got the crystal console. Um, he's got that cockamamie oblivion stone, too. Yes. <laughs> so, that's still there, folks. So, again, narrative boxes. Either way, it all boils down to one thing. I have no clue as to who he might be. So the fortress is Jarrell and Laura, to be specific. And Clark says, that voice. And Superman says, artificial intelligence, it runs the place when I'm not here. 
This is more than a simple place for privacy, says Clark. True. It's a slight taste of Krypton as much as I could jerry-rig. I think I got jury-rig. And reconstruct reconstruct anyway. And so then he says the magic word, Kalex. And I was like, oh, Kalex is back. Yay. So he says, remember the telepath I rescued when her ship got stranded in orbit around Venus a couple of years ago? Before resuming her journey, she expressed her gratitude by leaving a gift. And Kalex says, yes, sir, the globe of revelation, sir. Still functional and in storage cube 17. Bring it, please. Right away, sir. Globe of Revelation? I thought we were here to talk. And Superman says, we are. The globe will reveal the truth. Oh, about time. So, Clark says, shouldn't we be more worried about the goons who tried to kill me? And so Superman says, Genetocron's security staff went too far, and I'll deal with them, but you did break into their building. They thought you were a corporate saboteur. And Clark's yelling, he says, Superman, the other one knew they were dangerous. Okay. That's why he sent me into hiding, took my place, and told the world he was, and Superman says, enough. The globe will clarify everything. And so he's thinking, can't tell him what I'm really after, the true nature of who he is. And Clark takes off his glasses and rubs an eye and says, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. No one does. Why don't you trust me? And Superman says, I'm trying to, Clark. But you have to admit, mm-hmm. this is one. Um, what? The Kryptonian on the, uh, sorry to, to interrupt, but before I forget it, the Kryptonian on the plaque with Jorel and Laura says, "Let hope be your greatest strength." Strength. I was right. S T. Mm. Yeah. S T. G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I knew there was a G there. I was like, "What is that G for?" It's like doing. Yeah, I know the quotes. I know the T and the E because they're all in my name. So. Ah. <laughs> I was like, "That's a T. That's an E." <laughs> I know the A is an L, and I know <laughs> it's been a while since I've translated that one. So, anyway, so Superman says, I'm trying to, Clark, but you have to admit, this is one remarkably odd situation. Clark says, what I find odd is one Superman, supposedly the most unique man in all creation, dies, and then you show up to take his place. And Kalex comes in and says, the globe, sir. Clark says, I'm still freezing, by the way. Who in their right mind builds their vacation home inside an ice-cold mountain? And Clark's thinking, his broken arm is is real. His heart rate indicates he's actually cold. And he says, this shouldn't take long. And then he thinks, but I need to know for sure. Oh, there's Calix. Hi, Calix. Okay. We must Calix. We missed him. So some intelligence to you know New New Fifty Two Superman never had intelligence. So no, he was a brawler. So you can't have artificial intelligence either. No, true. 
not even fake intelligence. Uh. <laughs> so Clark says, looks alien. It won't hurt me, will it? And that's quite beautiful, the globe and the, the pedestal it's on. And Clark, and Superman says, no, Clark. When someone touches the globe, it finds his or her deepest memories. Their honest feelings, desires, and true past are laid bare. Clark goes, whoa, um, everything? I mean, that's a level of invasiveness I didn't exactly sign up for. What if I refuse? That's your right, of course. But there are mysteries here that will go unanswered. And Clark says, I don't see any mysteries because I know exactly who I am. What mysteries are you, you, wait, you think I might be him? Superman come back to life? And Clark says, the thought occurred to me. This is unbelievable. Fine. I have nothing to hide, and you're going to to look pretty stupid when I prove you wrong. You and the whole world. I am Clark Kent. I always have been. Okay. Okie dokie. Which I kind of liked because Superman could say the very same thing. You know what? I love this Clark Kent's chutzpah. That's what I love. He's got a bit of Lois Lane in him. Yeah. That's for sure. He approaches things like Lois. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're back at Geneticron. The genetics dun, dun, dun. So, it's dawn in Metropolis, and someone says, yes, sir, the loading docks are secure, still no sign of Kent. And on the other end of his comm, it says, remain at your post and stay vigilant. And the guy says, copy that. And then he gets grabbed from behind and shoved down to the ground, and this guy's wearing a red hat mm. and a brown jacket. My mystery, my mystery man. This is Tej's guy that she noticed. In the yeah, I noticed, I noticed him. Yup, yup, I noticed all these creepy guys. So he goes over to one of the dock doors and he puts a device on it and it's, it goes, chit-chit-break. And it makes, yeah, it looks like it's going to make a, like a portal. So mm-hmm. Superman is in. It looks, I mean, when I saw this thing, it looked straight away to me like it was Apocalyptian. So. Right. So... Uh, back to Superman's narrative boxes. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect this. Kent's true memories manifested inside the globe, close to my own, but different. So Clark is uh, still holding on to the Revelation globe, and he says, I was three months old when a natural gas leak blew up our house and killed my parents. Miraculously, I survived. Mm. But an orphan child left alone with no other family, what possible chance at any kind of life did I have? So he hasn't always been Clark Kent. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just said nope and yep in the same sentence. (laughs) So he continues, most kids in those circumstances wouldn't have much hope. The Kents changed all that when they adopted me. I could not have asked for a better upbringing with two more wonderful, nurturing, and loving parents. The upbringing was reinforced by life on the farm right outside Smallville. I learned freedom and independence, the value and meaning of life. 
my friends like Pete Ross, Kenny Braverman, and Lana Lang. Okay, so supposedly this mystery Clark knows Superwoman. Mm-hmm. Oh, he knows Lana Lang, and Lana Lang's telling a fib about her teaching Superman all his his. Yeah, so I don't. Powers. Yeah, if she knew Clark Kent like this, Clark Kent, she didn't train Superman. No, yeah. So who lying? Who is lying? Who lying? I'm, they're all lying. <laughs> they're all I, lying. I'm saying I'm saying Lana Lang is lying because I trust her. Well, I think they're all lying, except because they killed the only truth sayer in comics. They killed Lois Lane. <laughs> you kill Lois Lane, there's no truth. That's no, true. So, and oh, Wonder Woman, who's into the truth, she oh, she's trying to learn all about all the lies that were told previously. So, yeah. So Clark continues. Well, I treasure the time we spent together. The day came when college took me away from home. It was a period of growth and self-discovery, which prepared me well for when I joined the Daily Planet. And there we see Clark standing behind Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, and Lois Lane. Mm. Which Lois, we're not sure, because we don't know if he ever met New 52. Well, this Lois in his memory is New 52 Lois because she has dark hair. (laughs) That's the way I differentiate them. It looks like he's got gray in it, for all I could tell. So, Superman says, how can this be? So, Clark continues, that good life was turned upside down the day Superman took me to the Rockies. Why would Superman take him to the Rockies? And we see old collared guy there. He said, he said my investigation of Genetocron had put me in grave danger. He offered to take my place. His solution was to let the world think we were one until he took down Geneticron. But not long after that, he lost his powers. <sighs> oh, how'd that happen? Was that a coincidence? I think not. His plan mm. to help me went up in smoke as he tried to deal with his own problems. Suddenly, he stopped coming. Clark's still stuck in the Rockies, and he's growing a beard. Oh, He's growing a beard. <laughs> yeah, and remember there was that bearded Superman thing. He's going all lumberjack on us. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for some reason, remember, Superman came back with the beard for no reason? With no reason, yeah. He came back from that other world and throughout the, what was it, Horrible? Horrible? He had a yeah. stupid beard on, and then he went to Bizarro World, and Bizarro just ripped it off. And he's like, "This is yeah. stupid." There's enough of that. This make, right? he said, "This make you look stupid." And I was like, "Yeah." True. <laughs> um. So yeah. Okay. Just want to make the beard connection. So he says, "I realized something bad must have happened, so I left the cabin. It wasn't until I got back to Metropolis that I heard the unimaginable." My friend Superman was dead. Okay, so did he walk from the Rockies <laughs> to where they had color TV? <laughs> you know, this is painting such a horrible picture of Canada and the Rockies, like they don't have TV or internet. But wasn't Canada? I mean, we've got the Rockies in in the U.S. 
I mean, oh, is it? It's, okay, I I thought the Rockies were like in Canada. Oh, they go clear down to to the, they're in uh, Wyoming and Idaho. Oh, okay, okay. California, yeah. So, so yeah, I wonder if he just you know did he steal a motorcycle to get to Metropolis? You know, maybe he he, he had a wad of money in his sock, maybe. Oh, that's right. And he had. He had that and lot of money burrito. in his pocket. Yeah, maybe he ate a lot of burritos on the way down. Tacos. To Metropolis. Tacos. Was it tacos? Was it tacos? It was okay. tacos. He fought. He fought for tacos. He fought yeah. tacos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't normally like to fight, but I'm hungry. I'll fight you for that taco. Okay. So, <laughs> Superman says the globe can only identify true memories. And Kellogg says, correct, sir. And so then Superman says, run a bio scan. And Clark goes, oh, my head. Scanning human, no metagene present. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So Superman says, fingerprints and retina scan match mine, but the exact genetic makeup obviously differs. And then... Kellex says cholesterol levels acceptable, but in the high range, BMI. <laughs> well, that's nice to know, Clark. You're laying into them tacos. That's your problem. They got lard in them. Okay, so uh, Kellex says scar from appendix removal, fractured arm, healing well. And no, no, right? I I read somewhere yeah. about this appendix removal stuff. Right and. Uh, androids don't have them because it's like a thing in android law, right? Excuse me? Where they... Uh, I'm serious. It, it's a Where thing... Where are you reading this from? From, like, uh, Dragon Ball Z law, but I, I went down a hole, okay? Uh, I, I went down a hole, okay? I went down a hole. I heard you. I didn't want to... I didn't want to drag you with me because it was crazy. Right. Um, but apparently, like, androids have scars of maybe not appendix removal so much, but like an like a, like a organ removal scar that's actually like their uplink stuff or where their kill switch is to, like, kill them or, like, it's the sign of the android. Well, you know about the appendix, right? They never have yeah. figured out what its purpose was. Well, what listen, according to it, biology, it 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 has no use. So, but it must have it must have a use of some kind cuz it, otherwise it wouldn't be there. Listen, God didn't create us with useless organs, so I definitely think that the appendix was there for maybe a form of food we used to eat. Maybe a vegetable of some type that we used to eat, and this helped us to digest it, because it does produce an acid, right, and bile, right, like a gallbladder. So, because when an appendix bursts, it literally puts gunk in your body. That's that's dangerous. Yeah, you have peritonitis and die. Exactly. So I think an appendix, uh, from what I've learned in biology, which is a fair but um was there to help us break down a vegetable 
we used to consume very long ago? Oh, uh, here's the other thing. Mhm. They can become infected. They can. Mhm. And they also they they have something with do with your gastrointestinal system. Yes. Mhm. So, you know what? What if they took his appendix for the DNA or something? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's very a very realistic thing. But uh, yeah, like I'm saying, this hole that I went down, right, where it, it took me to the Dragon Ball Z world because apparently they have androids there. Like I tried to do research on the Red Tornado because he's the like android of the DC world, right? right? And he can also convert into humanoid form. So I was going with that with that thing. Right. Ah, I see. Uh, you, you you see where I'm going there? Yeah, I'm. And I was so they going wouldn't there. give androids an appendix because they've never figured out what the appendix was for. Yes, that's the whole theory behind it. Like the red tornado, he doesn't have an appendix either, um, and he has a scar there. That's that's for no reason. Like when he goes into his human form, because he doesn't have an appendix, because it's. A, it's a, a quote-unquote useless organ, right? And they don't put it into the androids. Um, he has like a scar there to say, you know, quote-unquote a scar to say he had a removal. So that's the road I went down. Ah, and then I went, that makes sense in this in this book then. It does make sense. That's why I had to stop you and say, I went down this hole that was, I thought wasn't important, but turned out it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the whole Blade Runner thing. Yeah, because that's like such a that's like such a useless bit of information to just drop in there. But right. For me for for me reading Dan Jurgens for literally most of my life, um, I know he doesn't just drop random right. things. Right. He leaves and you know, when I asked him, Well, what's the story with this Clark Kent? he said Stay tuned. And I was like, no, tell me. <laughs> tell me now. Tell me now. Tell me if we're on the right path. We've been down so many rabbit holes and back. So um, so many. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He could have said he had a scar from falling down on his head or, you know, whatever. But he Or oh, from the explosion. Yeah. yeah. But he said yeah. an appendix removal. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So... Superman thinks he's human, and he goes, that's enough, Kallax. I can't explain it, but your memories are real. You clearly believe what you claim. Aha! See, Superman doesn't declare him Clark Kent. No, yeah, he says you believe what you claim. Right. He says, and I can't explain, but your memories are real. And (laughs) so I think that was like the light bulb that went, Blade Runner. Hmm. Yeah. Blade Runner. <laughs> so, so Clark goes, I, wait, don't you dare turn your back on me. I've played your game, done everything you asked. And he grabs a hold of Superman and says, what gives you the right to dig into my soul? I'm a journalist, buddy. I know when someone is keeping things from me. The fact that I am Clark Kent scares you. 
and I want to know why right this minute. And he's screaming at him. He says, answer me. Why won't you accept me as Clark Kent? Mm-hmm. And Superman thinks, I want to say, because I'm Clark Kent, but I can't. Can't do anything to expose John and Lois. And then Clark says, it works both ways, you know. Just who are you? Anyway, when are you going to come clean? I could see that you're a bit older than he was. When are you going to tell us where you came from? He says, I am Superman. Not the one you knew, but Superman nonetheless. From a long way away, just as he was. He says, the important thing is that I'm here to help. Oh, yes. Mm. To do what I can for every living being. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Praise. Mm -hmm. I need your help to do that, Clark. I need someone to get that word out so people trust me. People have to know Superman is here for them. I I can't tell you what to write. But I hope you'll think about it and make the right decision in the meantime. So then he opens a drawer and he hands Clark a watch. Aha! Aha! If you're ever in trouble, if you ever need help, press the button. It emits a frequency I can hear from anywhere in the world. I'll be there as soon as I possibly can. And then he thinks the old adages often prove true. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And Clark says, you think I can't take care of myself? And Superman thinks, not that he's an enemy, just someone I can't explain. Let's just say that I know how easy it is for a good investigative journalist to get in over his head. Yeah, you'd know, hon. Lois Lane. (laughs) Yeah. Kalex says, sir, I was able to access Geneticron's network and found something you should know. And Superman says, let's have it. Kalex continues, this is from their security camera. They were holding Doomsday and at least one other until those men broke in, took him, and unleashed him on Metropolis anyway. Dun, dun, dun. What the... Yeah, yeah. I asked I asked Dan Jurgens about this. I was like, oh, what was in the other container? And he's like, stay tuned. They're like, no, tell Damn me. Dan, you want to tell us, don't you? So then, what the... And Clark says, see, I told you. Superman says, come on, we have to get back to Metropolis. And Clark says, why would they keep that monster? What would they hope to gain? And so they're flying through the sky, and... Superman says, that's what I intend to find out. And then he thinks, I fully expected to fly into their building and find answers. And then he says, this can't be. And him and Clark are are hovering over what <laughs> used to be Geneticron. He goes, gone? The entire Geneticron building is gone? And somebody says, Superman, down here. And there's ambulances and fire trucks and and goes, I love how he's holding. I love how he's holding Clark Kent like he's just dangling him. Well, <laughs> Not like I mean, how he holds Lois. It's better than holding him by the scruff of the neck. So then Superman says, "What happened, Jimmy?" And Jimmy says, "This morning, just as the first employees were about to enter, there was a flash of light, and the building vanished." And Clark says, 
You're telling me an entire building can disappear like it was never even there? Super says, I don't know, but I damn sure intend to find out. And then he thinks, the mysteries add up. They do? The question is, are they connected? And so then we see that Clark does write about Superman in the Daily Planet. Um, Uh It says, my day with Superman by Clark Kent. A couple of weeks ago, we were told that Superman died. As is befitting of a hero of his stature, we mourned his death. Well, some of us did. But an unforeseen aspect of that is this writer was thought dead as well. And though it didn't take place on a grand scale, I too was mourned because Superman told you that he and I were one and the same. Huh? No one mourned Clark. It was like it happened in the annual, and then everybody's like, well, what timeline's that happen on? Because there he is walking around. <laughs> okay. It is my good fortune to let you know that I am alive and well. My thanks to Superman, because he stepped in to replace me due to a life-threatening story I was working on. We were never the same person, and I never had powers, as my broken arm and high blood pressure easily prove. Uh, You don't have high blood pressure. You have high cholesterol. Well, not anyway. Upwards normal high cholesterol and appendix scar. Maybe he's got more multiple stuff. He's got high blood pressure. The notion of man leading two lives is essentially absurd, as we all know how hard it is to lead one. So, Jurgen's basically right now is like, okay, he's too, you know, the ID, the dual identity is properly intact. Unfortunately, Superman can't have his identity back. So, at the moment. So the fact that I'm here doesn't mean Superman is alive and well, not our Superman anyway. No, our Superman is dead, but in his place we now have a new Superman. Of course, they show Lex, but he is in the back seat of his limo, you know, reading his phone. And then we see Superman flying in the sky. He says, I don't have all the details, but there is no doubt that this man is every bit the Superman, perhaps more so. Yeah. Then the yeah. then the one we knew. He is every bit as powerful, as courageous, and heroic as the man we lost. And then we see pre fifty two Lois. Our Superman came from far away to protect us. So did this one. And in talking to him, one can't help but get the feeling that there's a little more depth to this man. That just he, a little. Just a whole bunch of lot. That he's seen his share of tragedy and good fortune. And then we see Superman landing at the farm, and John comes running out, Dad! I don't and know. And crypto. What, huh? Oh, and crypto. crypto. Yeah. What happened to Ranger? Yeah. That's Ranger. So, anyway, so... The article continues. I don't know much more than that. I don't know where exactly he came from or where he goes when he's not working on our behalf. And Superman lifts up his son and says, you two up for a surprise? And John says, ice cream? And he goes, yeah. not quite. And um, Lois is standing there watching her son and her husband. And, and Clark writes, I only know that we're fortunate 
to have him. So fortunate. Yeah. And so we're at the, it says Metro. So apparently Metropolis has a Metro like Paris. And he says, this is dangerous world, one that is getting more dangerous by the day with a multitude of threats aimed our way. If we didn't have Mm -hmm. Superman, we'd certainly wish we did. And then Superman is in his basement, still in his uniform. This always bothers me. Press this block, and the water heater slides away. And Lois goes, why? And John, (laughs) are those steps? And the article says, it's dangerous for Superman as well. I can't imagine living with the kind of pressure that he deals with. Superman says, so our lives as the Smiths can stay secret. So we can come and go without being seen. And the article says, or living with the knowledge that because the Superman has enemies, those close to him are at risk and must constantly worry about their well-being. Superman says, or make a fast escape from monsters says John, and Lois says, a tunnel, What does it? where does it lead? And Superman says, you'll see. And it's kind of like a bike, trike, something. It reminds you of, like, you know, one of the amusement rides. <laughs> yeah, like a roller coaster. Thing. Yeah. And um article says, no, even if I had powers, I never could have been Superman. I'm not that selfless. Mm. So as John and Lois ride around in this cart thing, John mm-hmm. says, this is awesome! And mm-hmm. man says, it empties into the woods about a mile from the house. And the article says, when you come down to it, precious few of us are so willing or able to sacrifice that much of ourselves. But having spent most of the day with him, I know he is willing and capable of making that sacrifice. Lois says, how did you do this without us knowing? And Superman says, this may come as a surprise, but I do have special abilities, you know. And Lois Lois says, oh, I've heard. And the article says, which means we need to welcome him as the hero that he is, the Superman that he is. And so we see Clark walking through an office, and the article says, here to protect us from... Did you notice... Did you notice... When Clark is walking through the office, specifically, they put two shadows. Yeah, there's two shadows there, which mm. doesn't happen unless the light is refracted from behind. Or unless the artist purposely puts it there. Yeah. One man, two mm. shadows. Aha. Yeah. Aha. See, they're just paying attention. And they're not mirror images of each other either. Nope, they aren't. And it's like really a quirk either. I mean, it's like he's got a bushy, something bushy on his back. Well, that's him holding his coat, I think. Because if you zoom in, he's he's holding his coat. Okay. Yeah, could be, yeah. Yeah, the article says here to protect us from threats of all kinds. And then we see the guy in the brown coat with the hat. And his hair coming through the back of the hat. And it says, because... We know those threats lurk around every corner. Metropolis and, focusing, and the entire world. And they're focusing on that guy. Yeah. They say the threats lurk around every corner. Yeah. And it says, Metropolis and the entire world need their greatest hero. We all do. And we see the guy going into a door that says 361. He's wearing, 
he has blonde hair and he has a red cap on and a brown shirt. And then he walks into supposedly this apartment. Now, it's a big globe orb that looks like apocalypse. It's got the Superman symbol mm-hmm. on it. What else did you notice about that? Oh, uh, well, not much. It's just the apocalypse. And we know because it's got like fire pits. Like some people said, oh, is it Warworld? No, no. Um, because, you know, you can see the fire pits there. Uh, there's like, if you notice where it says next, there's like some armor there in the corner. Um, or like a golden something. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously on this thing, there's a huge... Superman symbol, right. uh, which which you can't miss. Um, it's like the obvious thing, but that's all that I really saw. And then there's like stuff in his apartment, like shoes and things, but nothing that sticks out. But yeah, this guy. I mean, this guy, right? He's got a beard. He's got a blonde ponytail that comes out of the back of his red cap. You know, he's got this. This huge jacket that's like a bit too big for him, and we never really see his face. Now we kind of saw his face in the other issue, didn't we? We kind of saw his face in the other issue, and what I picked up from there because I went back and I looked is that he has blue eyes. Right. So, yeah. So, as to the orb, the path is clear. The only answer is death. Right, and like this orb isn't in his room. It's like if you notice around it at the bottom towards the bed and the TV, there's like this light around it. So it's obviously a either a holographic image or like a rip in t- like a portal yeah, like a sort portal. of opening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so the next thing it says Slayer of Gods and Gods is in different print than Slayer. Yeah, Slayer is like in this flashy sort of print, and then God is like in this old-timey sort of font. So, who do you think the guy is? I am go- sticking to my guns. If you're going listen to our other show, I said this guy is Superman. Uh, he's the Superman that was left on Apocalypse in... Year uh, zero in right. Justice League, which is which right. is Justice League one to six. Right. Uh, it's the origins. If you remember correctly, specifically, Darkseid sent his parademons to go. I I went back and I checked this. It wasn't just like some random thing. Darkseid purposely sends his parademons to go and pick up this Clark Kent. And he right. gets taken, or, or super, New 52 Superman, right? And he gets taken to Apocalypse. And Batman, for some odd reason, takes off his mask and goes to Apocalypse as well. And he brings back a Superman. Now, we've long debated, we've long joked, we've all <laughs> made, you know, Holly keeps saying... I don't trust bats. He brought back the wrong guy. And I'm like, 
well, he brought back New 52 Superman, so he's always the wrong guy. But like we keep saying, you know, in action comics, which is, as I friendly refer to it, year zero minus six months, which is right. back six months before year zero actually happened. Um, just so I can know in the timeline what was happening. Um, he was Superman in action comics, Grant Morrison's run. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we enjoyed action comics so much is because there was an understand of it, Superman. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the Superman we had in Justice League and in Superman 1, uh-uh, he was not Superman. He was some dude, dude bro, you know, and we and, were like, who is this idiot? Well, if you recall, too, Superman admitted that he had been somewhere and he had just come back. He had been gone for right. a while. Right, exactly, yep. And then there was the fire, The remember the was the Astrodome or whatever the athletic stadium was, had just gotten rebuilt mm-hmm. because of something that happened with Superman. Now, whether that was Super Doom, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know why. No. Yeah, yeah, we don't know because it's in the five-year mystery gap. Um, yes. So I'm sticking to that. I'm saying that this is some sort of brainwashed Superman mm-hmm. who is an agent who is an agent of uh, we you have to remember there's no dark side, right? Dark side is now a baby. Um and so Apocalypse has the Superman symbol because according to Justice League, Lex Luthor's in charge of Apocalypse now. Oh, that's right. And, and he he's using the exactly he's using the Superman symbol as his own. So I don't know. You know, I, I think this is the new Fifty Two Superman. Maybe. Um, I think he's in disguise because of all this stuff that's happening with Clark Kent and a new Superman on the scene and whatever. And I think he is maybe a brainwashed agent of Apocalypse. Which is how the post-crisis started. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we've seen a brainwashed Superman who's who's an agent of Apocalypse so many times, right? Right. We've seen it in the animated series. We've seen it in comics. We've seen it everywhere. Um. And I, I honestly think, why is Dan Jurgens purposely focusing in on this guy? Because he's obviously something important. He's not just another throwaway villain. Right. You know? He is, I'm pretty sure Batman got the wrong Superman. Leave it to When Batman. he came back. Yeah, blame it on Batman. The dummy you know, <laughs> dummy detective couldn't figure out which Superman he was like. Well, maybe I'll grab that one. one. I'll grab this one. Who cares? It's Superman, right? Well, and that was after he took his cow off to the Green Lantern. It was like, why? 
Exactly. It had no bearing on the story. He's like, I'm Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, what? What? What is this nonsense? This is the hyper, you know, I will conceal my identity so damn hard that he has lead in his cowl, right? Uh, in the animated series, uh, Superman. Uh, somebody wanted um, Batman's cape and cowl as a trophy, right? There's this one episode where they wanted his cape and cowl as a trophy. And he's so hyper about his identity, he had a second mask under his cape and cowl. Right. So why would he just take it off and show it to the Green Lantern? You know, it was Jim Lee jumping around saying, oh, it's because they have a bromance going on. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Well, I remember (laughs) when I read Justice League number one, where they didn't have Superman in it yet. They had the Green Lantern and Batman. And I said, what are they trying to do? Make... World's finest with these two? Mm. That worked out so well. And do you remember way back when I don't know if it's Batman one or two or three, but at one point Scott Snyder tweeted that Alfred was a clone. Oh and, yeah. Alfred and he said so oh. many Yeah, Alfred's had so many mysteries about him. I mean, some people like, are oh, even... you can't do that because there was no humanity in the New 52. I mean, Lois couldn't be with Superman, and now they're telling us, oh, well, Scott Snyder, I don't know if he was kidding or what, said Alfred was a clone. I'm like, what? No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm, yep. And you know what? It's uh, There's so many things that have happened to Alfred, right? Right. He got uh, popped people... off. Yeah, the people were even arguing, you know, when this whole three Jokers thing was revealed? Right. They were arguing that Alfred is one of those three Jokers because so many things have happened to him that he's just gone off on a loop-de-loop and he's like the Joker and, yeah. Well, let me... When I saw the title Slayer of Gods, I thought of that lame-o... God that they had. Remember the whole bridge situation with the foamants? That guy? Oh, What's his name? that I guy. What's his, with an M? Was it? Mug, Mugdul, Migdel, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that guy. Magog, was it? Magog, yes, it was. Uh. Well, I thought, well, maybe it could be him, but, you know, I'm thinking that that's not a big enough twist. And I don't think Jurgens would use that lame guy. I mean, Magog showed up in post-crisis, but it was much later. It was when, you know, Lois came back from being shot in Umec and, you know, Lana left her bra on the couch for her to find. Yeah. When I she was being pom-pom too. girl and bringing her baby and shoving it at Clark, you know. Oh, here, hold my baby. You and Lois can't have my, can you? <laughs> my baby named Clark. Yeah, I named it after your mother. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, Magog was created, wasn't he, in... Um, what's that stupid thing? 
Kingdom Come? Yeah, I think so. Ugh. Yeah. Dan Jurgens doesn't like Kingdom Come, so he wouldn't have Hagar's used it. also in the Bible. He is. Yes, I know that he is. Yes. Yeah, God. He, I can't remember who he is, mm. but like I said, my my knowledge of the Bible is a bit weak. <laughs> uh, hey, I went to Sunday school a long time ago. Okay. Did you? Yeah, my yeah my uh, my granny taught me one thing, uh, she, and it was respect all religions, and the only way to do that is to learn about all religions. Right. So I did, in school, I did Urdu to learn about Islam. I did Tamil to learn about South Indian. Um, you know, I did Bible studies. I did everything. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Je- oh. Jepet's son, Jepset's son, Magog, his, his siblings was Goma. Uh, oh yeah. Magog is the second of seven sons of Jaf- Japheth, Japheth in Genesis 10. Japheth, yeah. Japheth, yeah. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Okie dokie. There you go. Yeah, no. No, I don't think it's Magog. <laughs> please, no. Don't no, let it be Magog. That'd be like a waste of time. We ain't got that much time. Yeah. Uh, Come on. I think I don't think Dan Jurgens is a time waster. No. Um, I mean, he's he said something very very um, touching actually this week. He said, um, uh, he said, well, I said thank you for action because you like don't you you say you solve the mystery but you just like add twenty more, <laughs> and I love it, right? And he right. says, I'm glad I'm making it worth your time and money because that's what matters to me is that right you guys appreciate and get value for what you know what we're giving out because i think he got the whole thing from the new 52 that we're like just wasting money right and uh yeah that that's why order numbers went down people are like i'm not wasting my money on this yeah, people are like, no, thank you. You gotta earn my money, DC Comics. Right. So yeah, that and, does it. It shows the character of the man. Mm-hmm. Right. And Convergence, I mean, Rebirth is doing what Convergence did. Everybody says, oh, Convergence just screwed everything up. Sorry, but those two months had DC on top, and they had you know like hundred thousand for what. They were in the top ten for eight of the top ten books of those two months were Convergence. Uh, in the first month of Convergence, June, oh, not June, sorry, um, April. April. It was April. Um, DC had nine of the top ten, and when you look at the top twenty, they had fifteen. Right. So, uh, losing money where? Yeah. Convergence showed DC Comics what they were missing out on and what fans actually wanted. Right. And you know the whole thing about vote with your money? We did. Yep. You know, the top mix that came out of Convergence was Superman Convergence and 
uh, Nightwing and Oracle did very well because people love Barbara and Dick. And DC responded with that. They said, okay. And Titans did extremely well, right? Right. And so DC responded and they said, okay, here's eight issues. Well, here's 12 issues of Lois and Clark. But we did so well. And they got such a big fright when they went to New York Comic Con and nobody showed up at their panels. Right. Right. Did DC Wild right after that? Yeah, that they said, well, we need to change this around faster. So we're reducing it from 12 to 8, and we're going to kickstart Rebirth. So to everybody that says, oh, Superman, Lois, and Clark couldn't even handle, couldn't even make it to 12 issues, we didn't need to make it to 12 issues. We did, we proved our point in less than that. We proved our point that we are willing to buy the comic, to back the comic, to give money to DC if they give us Lois and Clark, right, right and a good story about them that we are willing to back it up and we did what you couldn't in 30 issues, Fomancers. So shut up and sit down, right? You say vote with your money. We voted. We voted with our money and we, DC, heard us loud and clear. Now is our time. So sit down, relax. Yeah, just had to get that out. Yeah, lots of Fomancers. I mean, they're insulting the wrong people for the wrong reasons, so... Yeah, they should be insulting Frank Miller for making. I I I don't know why my stupid fat thumb touched a Frank Miller Dark Knight three article uh, instead of a Superman. The 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 DC covers for October was right next to the Frank Miller article, and my stupid thumb went and touched that, and I'm looking at this shit that Frank Miller produces, right? I don't know why. Can you tell me maybe I don't know. You you probably don't know. Why does Lara in the Dark Knight float around everywhere with her legs tucked under? It's so stupid. Like, what's happening? You afraid that if she spreads her legs, somebody's going to be on top of her or something? I don't know. Is she afraid to put her feet down on the ground and, you know, like be normal? And and then Wonder Woman lassos her, and she's, like, beating the crap out of her. And she's like, oh, no daughter of mine shall act like this. Katwa. No daughter of mine is stupid like this. Katwa. And the four mans are like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Wonder Mama giving it to her baby girl. And I'm like, so you're encouraged, like, abuse? And, Frank Miller. It, yeah. Yeah, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Crazy. As as somebody on a podcast said very recently, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, oh, actually, it's a YouTube thing. Um, They're going through their best and worst versions of Batman for Batman Day. And they said, so the one guy, it's two friends, basically like us talking. Right. And he says, so let's talk about the Frank Miller Batman and his friend says insanity and not in the good way. And it just keeps getting more insane 
How do people like this, this Batman? He's a psychopath. This is not the ideal version of Batman, people. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, that's the best description of Frank Miller's Batman ever. Yeah. Yeah, and they did a poll. Um, I can't remember where, but the most hated version of Batman is All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. So There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Frank Millen, Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah, really. Next week we get Superman number eight where John and Clark go to Dinosaur Island. Mm-hmm. Which I felt, I, I will never say anything bad about it again because it's a tribute to Darwin Cook. Right. And And I'm like, I get it now, so I'm like, okay, let them have their. I think it's very touching, and I'm like, okay, I'm they along for the ride. Is Lois going to be in the book or not? Well, they said Lois is still the uh, what did they call her? The anchor of the family. Right. So are they going to have a couple panels of her? I think so, maybe. I just hope she's not cleaning the house again. Yeah. Watching the windows this time. (laughs) Which should be Clark's Clark's job since he can fly and, you know, clean them. Okay, so we get Superman number eight. We get Nightwing number six. I don't know if we're going to be reading that one because it looks like he's a monster. Yeah, Nightwing's getting crazy. I'm like, if it got no Barbara... I ain't buying. No. Um, let's see. Justice League number six. Yay. Yay. Um, let's see. Okay. That's a graphic novel, I believe. JSA, the Golden Age Deluxe Edition. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, na, 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 na. If anyone's in he into He-Man Thundercats. It's number one comes out next week. Or October 5th, which is this Wednesday. Uh, oh, another Harley book. Okay. Mm. Uh, the Green Twins book comes out. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Green Arrow number eight. Oh, has Dinah on the cover. Might have to look at that one. Mhm. They gonna be making out? Uh, this shadow thing. Forget her. My son actually. Well, my son was cracking up. I I said, "Yeah, that sh- should do woman's in it." And he goes, "Mom, it's shadow." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I didn't want to correct you every time you said should do, and I was like, "It's shadow," but never mind. <laughs> well, never mind. Call her shit do, but okay, but. So, whatever. Side hole number two. <laughs> Side hole number one. Um, okay, I'm looking. Of course, we're on the dreaded... Oh! Oh! The issue we've all been waiting for, Death of Hawkman number one, which was... Oh, my! Which is originally called Adam Strange and Hawkman, is now Death of Hawkman number one. Oh, okay. The, the DC Comics website... Is not working for me, so 
Okay, who's that? Oh, I don't remember his name. He's got the jewel in his in his forehead. Who is that? The the bad guy. Big jewel. Mother. Oh, I who? Whose mother? Diego. Ugly man. <laughs> ugly mother. I said. Oh. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Diego mother. What does that mean? Okay. Uh, I was like, what? What the what the what? What what? Batman the Dark Knight Returns book and mask set. Now they gotta sell a mask with it. Uh Okay, that's kinda scary. The Flash, an adult coloring book. Uh that be rated X. Okay. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a very um Strange description that it's an adult coloring book. Well, I know. They don't call adult coloring What do they call those? They don't call them adult coloring books. They call them... They don't. They call them mature. Yeah. Uh, not even... Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's like intermediate coloring. That's what it's called. It's like a level. Like, you know, you get moderate and you get, like, stuff like that and... Yeah, adult coloring book. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds like it's should mm-hmm. go chicka wow wow. Okay. Now chicka wow wow with the flash. If I hope there's Iris going about chicka wow wow. Yeah, if they have him and Iris doing the wild thing, I will definitely buy that book. But I don't think that's what they mean. No, I don't think that's what they mean. But if there is Flash and Iris doing the wild thing, uh, I'll buy it and I'll color it in. Yep. <laughs> I got some. I've got some color pencils. I'll, I'll fill it in. Hmm? Who's drawing the Flintstones? Because Fred's looking kind of hot there. I know, right? I was looking at Flintstones number one, and I was like, hey, whoa, is that Fred Flintstone? What happened to him? Yeah, he's not based on Jackie Gleason anymore, that's for sure. No, but that's a good cover. That is a really nice cover. Yeah. Him and Wilma. I love, yeah, I love that he's just kissing her and it's so sweet. Oh. Yeah. Um, art cover by Dan Panyosin. Oh, okay. Hmm. So if all of you fomancer out there are missing loser, uh, Superman, Savage Dawn graphic novel is out this coming Wednesday. God, what a waste. Yeah, yeah, go go talk with your money. People. Yeah, go talk with your money, honey. Yeah, yeah. Action comic <clears throat> number one in digitals. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There you go. So, oh. we'll be doing a couple maybe next week. Well, definitely Justice League and Superman for sure. Yeah. Maybe that flash action. Maybe that flash adult coloring book. Yeah, I want to see what that's like. I want to see if you know him and Lo- him and Lois, him and Iris. Not here. Ooh, him and Iris. Well, hell, Lois has got to get some sometime. Ah, uh, him and him and Iris are doing the wild thing, but I don't think it's that kind of an adult book. No, I don't. Though I would buy that book. <laughs> yeah. If it if it was him and Iris, I would buy. Oh, this this green arrow cover is so cute. Yeah, I would buy it just for that. 
Yeah, it's oh, that's a lovely picture. Yeah, I'm gonna tell the artist because I follow him on Twitter. I'm gonna tell him this is some nice art, man. So I wonder yep. if they give you a little uh, flash drive of Barry White music with the flash adult coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I oh, I know, I know this guy. Huh? I know this guy. In the death of in the death of Hawkman. I know this guy. His name starts with a D, doesn't it? Um, oh, not Desad. No, it's uh, Despero. Despero, yes. I knew. I knew it was something like that. Ash before my eyes, Despero. Well done. Well done. I helped you with Bro, the Bro, whichever. <laughs> I don't know. And, I, you know, it's just one of those villains. I'm like, oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. So it's literally called The Death of Hawkman. Wow. Yeah. It was originally called wow. Adam Strange and Hawkman. Now they changed it. And my comic book store told me they changed that title. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not like holding your cards close to your chest there. You're just like the death of Hawkman. It's just like Superwoman should have been called Death of Lois Lane. Hell yeah, that would have saved so many people some money, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, it would save a lot of comic book stores piles of returnables. Yeah, I just hope they can get their money returned because apparently DC is uh, limiting the the people to how many they can return. Right. Because originally it was advertised like, oh, you can return, you know, as many as you want up until the third month or the third issue or whatever it is. Right. And uh, now they're like limiting it like... No, you only ordered so many, so you can only return, I think it's like something, 60% of them. So It's better than nothing, I suppose. I suppose you're getting your money where, you know, where you can, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't check when I was in there last time, but... Time before last, right after Superwoman number two came out, the Superwoman number two pile this next week was just as tall as the Superwoman number one pile, and they were at least eight inches tall. Mm. Eight inches is a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, this shit ain't selling, is it? Nope. Yeah, Big Bang um, comics in Ireland as well, they were like, oh, yeah, Superwoman sold... 60% 60% off the shelf, but it's down like 55 from the first issue, so... Right. Yeah. Well, it didn't even do... as Well, or, and that was order numbers. It didn't do as well as the Fomance did, even. No. For, yeah, that, and that's saying, that's saying something. And then... Uh, so, but... Sales, they didn't even sell all those, either. No, yeah. So I don't yeah, a big it would be big like. bang comics actually said, "Don't mess with those Lois Lane fans." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> don't fuck with us." 
because we'll fuck you no. back. No. Exactly. Exactly. I, do you think they would have learned their lesson already? You think. It, I'm sure the people working at DC Comics are the thickest skulled people in the entire universe. Well, you know what they did. They labeled us. What did they call us? A minority? A loud minority. A vocal minority on the internet. Mm. Yeah. So they just slapped that label on us. And, you know, so I suppose when they presented this, well, there is a vocal minority on the internet, but don't worry about that. Yeah, we just brought (laughs) foments, honey. Yeah, if we can take that down, we can... We can... Pretty much do some stuff, but yeah, you know, um, I'm I've seen full Jimenez go on full, um, like, what's the word I'm trying to use? Uh, like he's trying to undo what he, what what is the term? Hmm, my brain's gone completely blank. What he do? Was he like trying to retro what he said before? Or? Not retro. He's going on like. Uh, he's trying to win us back, sort of. Ow. Like, I don't know. He he keeps saying, oh, Lois' story isn't over. And I'm like, for me it is. In your book, at least. It's done. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I told, you know when we found out Lois died, I'm like, oh, so we're going to have another six issues of Lois died on me. She said she wouldn't, but she died on me, just like she did in Horrorville, you know? And basically, number two, guess what she was doing? How could she leave me? How could she leave me? She said she wouldn't leave me. She promised she wouldn't leave me. How could she leave me? Be superwoman, she said. We can do it together. And then she just dropped dead. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um. Damage control. That's what he's trying to do. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. His highness since then? Um, he He's tweeted some stuff to some people, and I'm like, not buying it. No, thank you. I mean, what was he saying? Oh, he, the same dribble and bullshit, you know? He's like, oh, don't count Lois out just yet, you know? There's a story to be told. Uh, read issue three. We you know, counted this. Lois out. He took her out. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, you killed Lois Lane in the first issue. Uh, what did you think was going to happen? Right? And somebody, um, somebody told him, well, Lana Lang isn't interesting, right? And this is what completely put me off. I actually unfollowed him because I was like, mm-mm, not taking it anymore. Um, someone said to him, Lana Lang isn't interesting to me. And he said, well, I find Lana Lang fascinating. And I'm like, oh, no. It's, it, that just, like, cements it's going to be a Lana Lang book. Well, well, we, we've already had this discussion on Twitter. He's projecting himself onto Lana. Mm. Yes. 
because he, is. Yeah. he had a loss in his life, and, you know, he had panic attacks, and blah, 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 blah. And so what's Lana doing? Not dealing with... Blaming everybody? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he must have connected with her when she harped at Clark for six issues about letting her parents die. Yeah, I mean, you you saw his reaction when I sent him that list about Lana Lang and why I don't like her in the New 52. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we have different thoughts on some of those points. And I'm like, oh, I, oh, no. If, I mean, if you don't see it this way, we're not going to see eye to eye. Well, so. here's the thing. He's getting paid. Okay? So he can mm-hmm. do whatever they want him to do. Right? That doesn't right. we have to like it. No. Yeah. And he can find getting paid to do that as fascinating as he likes. You know, but I don't see Superwoman being about Lana at all at this point. Basically, it's about Steel, Natalie, Natalie's girlfriend, Lex, Lena, and then Lana tossed in as the, as the neurotic. You know, the pill-popping neurotic who's so self-absorbed she thinks anytime she has a little pain in her life, it's the other person's fault. She's got yep. to find somebody mm-hmm. to blame for her pain. And she hangs yeah. on to the pain. You know, because mm-hmm. if you blame somebody else for your pain and you cling to it, there's no way to resolve it. Because you yes. have to accept that you have this pain and that you have the power to let it dissipate if you so will it. But she has no will. She's not saved anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, here shows, Mercy shows up, right? And there are people right. on the ship. Okay, Miss, you know, twice the superpower she had before. Now she's got Lois's superpower, right? She can't yep. hear the other victims on the ship. The same she bolted death. right out of there. She, she just bolted, bolted out of there. And bangs into her boyfriend. And she's like, oh, I'm such a victim. Help me, Steel. Please help. Are you really who you are? She doesn't even recognize her own boyfriend. You know, she doesn't really know. I mean, her and Steel don't have that connection that, you know, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is it really- Wonder Woman would know. Wonder Woman would know her Steve anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And they already screwed up Clark and Lois for five years. Right? Yep. So, you know, now we have a mystery Clark who grew up with Lana Lang and a Lana Lang who says she's trained Superman. But Clark can't. He's not Superman. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lana be lying. <laughs> well, somebody be lying, or everybody's lying, or something. I mean, you know, the whole line, okay, Phil, that was totally unnecessary. I trained, I made Superman who he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, 
you know what? It robs the kids of their importance. Right. And I hate that. It's like killing the kids alongside Lois. Oh, yeah. You know what? The kids were already killed because New 52 Superman never learned anything from them, apparently. And what he did when he said Lana Lang made Superman super was he spat on the grave of the Kens, and then when Lois was, you know, dust in the wind, spat on her as well, you know, it's like... Right. Just, it it dishonors the Kens and Lois Lane's mythology and thus dishonors Superman's mythology in my eyes. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's harsh, but that's the way I see it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's true. Okay. The Kents were already spat spat on in the New 52. Mm -hmm. They weren't allowed to be alive. Right. Lois wasn't allowed within 10 feet of Superman because she had a boyfriend now. (laughs) So she had coochies. I don't know. You know, and pathetic Clark in year five didn't fight for her. In fact, we found out he didn't, you know, we were again. He never asked her out for a date. Slowest dude in the universe. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, which makes Superwoman is the most uninteresting book at this point. Who wants to read about a self-absorbed, neurotic, uh, pill-popping biatch with powers who thinks, you know, who saved no one? That is no heroine. She's not super. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they marketed. I'm pretty sure if they marketed to the fomances, they'd like that, actually. They like non-heroic heroes who... Wine and wine and wine and wine and wine some more about life and don't save any people. Oh, that's yeah. the other thing. The variant cover for what was it? Action six seven six eight. Yeah, was it one of those? Is it October? Uh no, it's November. Uh, yeah, it's 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 October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they've got her highness, her lowness, <laughs> uh, side hoe in her electric red superwoman suit with side a pre fifty two rebirth Superman smiling at her in the skies of Metropolis. On an action cover. Mm. It's a variant cover. So that means her lowness is going to be in action. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, uh, excuse me, Lois Lane wasn't allowed in action comics for over two years. And now yeah, because of side hole. Lana... The side hoe, and what? This is what? The eighth or ninth action that's come out since Rebirth? They've got her in it. And Lois Lane just arrived in the 
well, just arrived in the Daily Planet in two weeks. And what, two weeks after that, we get Blana. Yep. I hope it's just like a a mock, like a not real variant. You know what I mean? Just they they just need like some publicity for Superwoman because it's doing badly. And they said, "Oh, Gary Frank, draw us this cover." And you know, Gary Frank is my one of my favorite artists, and now they've like spoiled it for me. Right, right. Well, here's the and thing. I- so is Rebirth Superman? Yeah, the pre-52 guy. Is he going to take pity on poor neurotic Lana who who just can't handle her powers because she has so many problems and people die on her? And it's while Lois at the Daily Planet meets up with Mystery Clark. Is there going to do that kind of thing? Oh, okay. All right. I think 352 Superman would get tired of Lana Lang and he'd be like, uh, stand here, stand here. Okay. Phantom projector. Bye. <laughs> Smile for the birdie. Smile for the birdie. Go meet Zod. Go beat the shit out of Zod. Um, or he'll say, hey, can you have any pills for me? Oh, thank God, you're giving me a headache. So, well, he'd be like, uh. As Action Comics, I trust Dan Jurgens. I say that, and I think I once said I trusted Phil Jimenez. No, no. Dan has, I mean, I live by what Dan says when he said, I am devoted to Lois Lane. So I don't think he would screw us over. I hope not. And, I mean, it's not like Phil Jimenez when I told him, you know, I'm not going to buy your comic because you killed my my favorite character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, okay, bye-bye. Whereas Dan Jug is like, I hope I make this worth your money and your time. Right, exactly. It, it's character moments. It's character differences between the two people. Right. I'm not saying anything bad against Phil Jimenez. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But, yeah, yeah. no. No. You don't make side hole. The Superwoman. Yeah. Well, my phone's telling me my battery's running low. Yeah, my iPad, too. I was just about to actually tell you that. <laughs> okay. So we'll see you all next week. We'll at least be looking at Justice League, if not something more. So everybody have a great week, and enjoy your comics. Thanks, Ted. Yay. Okay. Thank you, too. You're welcome. Have a good night's sleep. I will. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.